<clears throat> Hello, this is a download from the BBC, and if you want to find out more, you can go to bbc.co.uk slash six music. This is the Russell Brand podcast. It's about vanity. Not much about vanity happens in it because we couldn't think of anything funny. There's other stuff that is funny. Here it is. That was the New York Dolls seven day weekend. This is the Russell Brand show. I'm here with Matt Morgan. He's in charge of buttons. You're right, Matt. Yes, very well. Cocky Lockie's in here, he's over there. What's the matter, Trevor? Nothing's the matter, I was just looking at how long my microphone is. It's quite a long way. That better not be a euphemism, Trevor, because you were flinching around and you looked very awkward. No, but look at the perspective on that. I mean, it's incredible. Is it? Does it need to be that long? Trevor's microphone stand is troubling him. I don't think it's a matter of any importance. This is like a six... There's some sort of special six music weekend going on. What is it, Adam? It's the summer, summer Sunday. Summer Sunday! Yeah, it's like a pudding. But it's actually a festival. Nice. And it happens on a Sunday, so there's lots of things going on. Gloomy out, though, and it will be in contact with them, won't we? We're going to talk to them Hannah. later. And Hannah, who won a contest. She won a show. contest. She also got my phone number off the radio show, sends Did me she? text messages occasionally. Yeah. You shouldn't give your phone number shouldn't give it out again. It was a mistake. Yeah. Okay, on this show, we're going to be talking about a bit of vanity for a little bit. It's the general topic of the show. So, uh, and also other things that we'll be yawning on. Well, do you know what? Um, here's my vanity anecdote, right? Um, when I was 15, we had this, uh, like, my dad had this girlfriend that uh, had, like, one of them vile lap dogs, right? And uh, it was... What? Like a, she had this, my dad had Oh, this, I thought you said she was one. But she was a vile <laughs> lap dog. I mean, he had some... Uh, this girlfriend, one of those vile lap dogs. What are they called? Women. <laughs> That's the fellas. Steady. <laughs> Steady, easy. No, it's like, she had a lap dog, as I said. There was never... Was a she English? Yeah, she was English. Her name was, uh, her name, I can't think her name was say her name. She was a nice person. Yeah. Like, that dog, it's one of them dogs that has a really little dog with bad yeah, breath and a course. lot of bits emerging out of its facial orifices. Oh, dear. And like, um, what? it had blonde hair. And at this time... It had blonde hair? It, had, it was a blonde dog, yeah. Right. And at this time, I was very keen on vanilla ice, as was the custom of the time. Right, do you remember vanilla <laughs> ice? Ice, ice, baby. Oh, that one, yeah, 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 yeah. Trevor, you're not aware of vanilla ice. <laughs> yeah, I imagine you think that that's some, uh, some sort of confectionery. Yeah, I did, that's what I thought. I thought. Ooh, yes, I like vanilla <laughs> ices too, who wouldn't? Um, like, the, what happened was vanilla ice, right? I was dead into him. She had this blonde dog just lying about. I had my hair was like in those days. Did I you was, employ a dog as a haircut? I employed part of that dog as a haircut. Oh, I no. cut a bit of that dog off. <laughs> Not a whole bit, just some of its hair, right? And like, sort of gelled, I'd like cut a strand of it, like, got that dog near me. I could come in, mate. And I cut a little bit of its hair off. So I've spray, I sprayed it so that it was all nice and congealed. My own hair. With hairspray? In a nice Elvis style thing. Yeah, with hairspray, Matthew. Jesus, I'm not a pervert. And like, my own hair was like a wall of hair, like vanilla ices anyway. Then I inserted that blonde bit of hair into the front of my own quiff and sprayed it in place. Just went around with it. Were well, you on drugs at this point? No, I was too young for drugs. Well, I wasn't. You could, I suppose you could that say that. That is a strange thing to do. When vanilla rice was happening, that's when I did Did that. you admit to, to go, that's dog hair up there? <laughs> no one ever asked. People just accepted me for who I was. Why didn't you just get a bit of peroxide and blonde it? I didn't know how to go about it, Trev. I didn't, you know. So it's much simpler to snip some dog hair <laughs> and then <laughs> stick that up there. Yeah. But did oh, it stay? Well, I mean, it would have fallen out, wouldn't it? It would have got all mangy. Not if you congeal it in, Trev. You could have had fleas in your quiff. I didn't have no fleas in my quiff, mate. My quiff was in good nick. It weren't until years later that rodents started living in there. So when you washed your hair, it just fell out? 
Did no, you get I more? Took it, put it on one side. Was oh, a... It's like a hairpiece. It was, yeah. It's like a little sort of thin. Well, thin you took it out and put it onto your dresser. <laughs> a dresser. I'm not an Elizabethan handmaid. I just popped it on the sideboard. How then, bizarre. Yeah. Well, but, so that, that's my story of vanity. You can talk to us about your vanity if you like. Trev, you've got any vanity stories, you little jerk? Well, you know. Well, Trev's turned up dressed all wrong, hasn't he? <laughs> Trev, why are you all topsy turvy in this fashion? He's got light coloured trousers and a dark jacket and a black dark tie. tie. He looks all wrong. Trevor, you're I'll... Captain Lightbottoms today. <laughs> you're right, like Captain Lightbottoms. I'm not convinced that that is a rule that one should follow. It I, is a rule. I've got grey trousers on and I've got a grey top. I've got a black tie and a black jacket. And everything you wear, it's all crumpled and ruffled. You look like you're wearing the contents yeah. of a dog's bed. Oh, stop You look like you've draped yourself in dog's bed this contents. Was, this was ironed. It's just when? It's, it's, 1974. This is boom. a very fine fabric, this is. Trevor. Yeah. Eat some bloody fudge. Oh, Eat your fudge, Trev! Trevor, did that shirt used to be white? Because it looks like one of those, no. like a school shirt that's gone grey. No, yeah, no, it does, no, people who know, know that this is a very fine shirt. I get compliments People who know? Yeah, no. Who are these people? Do you remember the secret society, Trevor? No, well... People who know, down at my lodge, they compliment me on this shirt. Look, you guys are guys, you're blokes, so you don't understand. Oh, yeah, we're a couple of guys, a couple of blokes, yeah. <laughs> what are you going around with these rules in your head? Going, oh. As soon as I walked in this morning, you go, oh, light, light trousers, dark top, that doesn't work. Doesn't. That's more Following rules. <laughs> Following rules. Have a little bit of sensitivity. Oh, Trevor. Have a little bit of oh, sartorial so elan. You ain't got no elan. Look at you, that's all crumpled. You've come as the colour of the sky outside. Yeah. grey and miserable. Dismal. It's hey. not, this is alright. Grey is a good colour on me. You're a wreck, Trevor. I'm going to throw this 20 pence at you. My only regret is that I ain't had time to sharpen up the edges with a file Let like they used to do down a cop. Have <laughs> that. Right yeah. in the neck. Right in the neck. Um, come on then. There are some stories. people that think that the attitude that you two express towards me on this show is nothing more than bullying. Oh, I used yeah. to wear an anti-bullying Shut bracelet. up, Trev! Matt's talking! Shut <laughs> <laughs> up! Eat your fudge! Get in your box, Trev! You, really? Yeah, there's been a, there's a thread on the discussion board that says that what you're doing to me is bullying and it encourages bullying in it schools. It does not encourage bullying. Matthew, stop picking your nose. Face the front. That's my eye. That's my eye. Stop <laughs> picking everything. Why have you got to pick things? Well, look who's talking. Look at Mr. Crane over there. We for? have to say to Russell, we, me and Trevor, and everyone else who knows him, has to go, nose. Like that, to stop him picking his nose, because he's not aware of it. He's going, <laughs> nose. Look, I don't do anything, do I? I don't take drugs. I've given up all my favourite hobbies. That's all you've got left, is it? Your little nose to oh, pick and scratch at that. Is that all that's people? left for you? Yeah, it's nice. Come on, tell us a story about vanity, Trevor. Well, once I had a pedicure. Uh, Why? Because, well, What's wrong with your little trotters? <laughs> your little hooves? Well, I was in, I was in Peru, yeah, where... No, I was that's a surprise, Trevor Arpin on about Peru. Yeah, and, what are we doing? Well, and I, and I needed a haircut. And so immediately, thought, start with the feet, we'll work our way up. <laughs> as soon as you need a little trim, get them toenails into it. Yeah, isn't this the same place where you had a massage off an old bloke? From a blind man. Well, yeah, it's the same country, it wasn't You're the same so place. What kind indulgent. of beauty salon is this that you attend, that when you ask for a haircut, they cut, they start with your feet, and if you ask for a massage, they send in Ray Charles. <laughs> what kind of a joint was this? Look, this is a different thing. I went in and I, I couldn't speak any uh, Spanish, so I drew a picture of my hair. And uh, how, it, right. how it so was. You drew a picture of your hair. And then I drew another picture of, you, of what, what I wanted you to look like. What did you use as a model, a Lego man? Because <laughs> that's what your hair looks like. 
Well, it does look a bit like a Lego man's hair. Trevor's yeah. head's not got a bump at the back of it. It's flat. <laughs> really? It's completely flat, Matt. Feel the back of his head. Oh, There's no on. bulb at the back. Yeah, it's a Slavic. It's just hair. It's, it's a Slavic back head. Horrible, massive. From behind. Welcome, Matt. Yeah, people mistake me for a Russian ballet dancer from behind. Are you a Slavic? Trevor, who are these people? And where, where does this take place? Public lavies? <laughs> are you a Russian ballet dancer? Get in second position and do a pirouette for daddy. That'd be silly. No, twice I've been confused as a dancer. You've been confused as a dancer? Yeah. You were a dancer <laughs> and you become baffled. <laughs> I don't know where to put my tights, mister, and I've got my leotard around my neck. That's what that sounds like. Yeah, I get confused on the dance floor. Um, Have you styled your hair to cover the fact you've got a flat back of head? He has. Uh, it's been suggested that I do that. It's, it has been suggested. It's, it's by chicken wire, like a chicken wire bulb to create <laughs> the illusion of skull. Yeah. A, a girl once said to me, you should do that at the back to cover up that Slavic back head. <laughs> Slavic backhead. That's probably the first time that that conglomeration of words has been used. But Slavic I think there's more and more Russians and Eastern Europeans in London now, so I think I'm beginning to sort of become more normal, more Trevor, accepted. Is that the beginning of a, a, a racist chant? <laughs> Not at all. We're about to hear. I'm, I'm, I like the the Polish. Turn your phone off. Turn your that. phone off, Trevor. Trevor, turn your phone off. Eat your fudge. I can't reach it. Stop having such a flat backhead. <laughs> you flat backhead. Because he went to Peru for a pedicure. Why well, didn't go to Peru for a pedicure? Well, you know, they're cheaper, aren't they? The pound goes further. Um, so anyway, I've gone in there with my, pi my picture. Look, this, yeah, is, this is what I look like now. This is what I want to look like. You just needed to draw a picture of what you look like now. Did you, you get the face exactly the same? I didn't draw the face. I wasn't concentrating on the face. I was concentrating on the hair. It's basically the Why face. Why did you bother to draw a picture of how you look now when that is demonstrated by you in 3D form? Because I wanted it to be a, a clear and before than after. I didn't want them to think, <laughs> well, look, he's just showing that he can do sketches. I wanted it to be very clear what I was trying to do. Right. You know? So he, he, he nodded and he seemed to be clear. And then this, this girl came up to me. So immediately, hold on, you went into hairdressers with a before and after picture. Immediately, <laughs> that would al alarm me as a hairdresser. Exactly. But I'm an Englishman in Peru, so they think this probably think it's a normal thing for Englishmen to do. Do they? Yeah. Probably think that's one of our. They probably think that this is a nation of imbeciles. <laughs> what an ambassador you are for yeah. this country. Possibly. I feel very comfortable there because in England, my eccentricities come across as eccentricities there. They just think it's normal. I just think that that's a national trait. Alright, yeah. so what happened then? Well, then this girl came along and knelt down next to me. Oh, God. And st started. Where's this story going, <laughs> Trevor? Are you sure this was an hairdresser? He drew an unhappy face and then a smiley face. <laughs> and then pointed what at the try. man's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and because uh, I was left alone, I didn't understand the language. She just came up to me and started, I don't know, whispering to me. I... So what did they think the drawing was about? She was saying, it's all right, we're going to take you back. <laughs> we're going to find out where you're meant to be. We'll find your real daddy. <laughs> no, well, she told, I, basically she indicated to me a side room and I went into that with her. And uh, she got a bucket out. And... You went into a side room and got a bucket out. Yeah, this story making me anxious. What did she do, milk you? <laughs> No, she, she, basically it was either my hands or my feet, and she went for my feet, and uh, she came why, why did you at no point go, you do speak Spanish, I am Not know. at that point, I didn't know, this is, this Why is... didn't you say, I'll point at your head, and go make I did. international she... sign of scissors? I did, two, and, two and, but she, but, but he'd gone off, the hairdresser had gone off and said, wait, you wait here, and I think this was just a little thing, and I thought, well, why not, I'll have a go. Oh, well, you it was like it was a, a prelude. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like, this is, like this is how they do it, it they, they go for the hands, and the feet, and then you have your, your hair cut. You get, get How bad done. was your drawing that it looked more like a foot <laughs> than a head? <laughs> what kind of drawing was it, Trevor? But the thing was, when she got me in there, she started to ask me Don't questions. say this. He always, there has to be a sexual element. 
Always. It wasn't a sex Go on, watch. Don't Leave your, your microphone. We've told you about Get that. Back here and talking to it there. Go on, talking to it where it is, Trevor. Oh. Eat your fudge. So, well, she's. Get in your box. Go on, she said, what? You got into the back room and this woman starts touching you up. Well, she's. No, no, she starts asking me things. And when I responded, she kept going, shh, shh, like it was secret. And yeah. I really didn't know what was going on. But anyway, she gave me a. She gave me a time and she drew me a map and a sort of a 24 hour clock time yeah. and made the sort of indication that we had to meet up. She made the indication? It yeah. sounds like you're involved in spying and espionage. Well, she took me back to her shanty town. Is this all a lie? Is it, this is like the boot story. No. There's no boot involved. She took me back to a shanty town. She took me back to... I'm sick of this story. She took me back... Fair happen in a minute. She, nothing happened. We went she back to took a... you back to a shanty <laughs> town. Nothing happened, so he adds bits to the end of his he story. Does. He realises. He starts a story. He realises it's nonsense and it's boring. So he starts adding lines like... Adding bits like a shanty, shanty town. town. Yeah. She it... took me back to a shanty town. That's what she did. She took me back to a shanty town and gave me a guinea pig. <laughs> Right, that's, that's a lie. He looks lie around the room. Up. He looks around the room and sees things. He thinks they... like, we've never been to Peru. They're not going to yeah. know. Yeah. Well, if you have been to Peru, you'll know that giving somebody a guinea pig is quite normal. I imagine giving someone a guinea pig, Trevor, is some sort of euphemism. Of course it is, Russ. Banishing them from your um, society. Oh, give us a guinea pig. <laughs> give us a guinea. Give us a guinea. Trevor, the day that Peruvian woman gives you a guinea pig will be the day that society collapses. So you went back to a shanty town, she goes, what, she gave you a guinea pig as yeah, a pet? No, it was dead. Oh, Christ. Well, this is just stupid. I'm not listening to this anymore. Let's go to, let's go to the Smiths. Let's listen to Sweet and Tender Hooligan, which is how the people of Peru think of it was a cooked. Lock. It was a cooked. Yeah, all right, I'm sure it was cooked. Show it's always flat. about that. Flat-skinned, it was. It's not flat-skinned. Sure, I don't want to hear any more lies about like you someone... eating people's pets. How flat was it? Was it flat enough to put on the back of your head? <laughs> <laughs> Could you have used it as a spirit level for your asymmetrical <laughs> little skull? Your little shoebox head. Look <laughs> <laughs> like a shoebox. This is Russell Brand on Six Music. I'm here with Matt Morgan and Cocky Trevor Lockie. What the hell is wrong with you, Trevor? Well, go have a guess. Um, probably you've been going around being all treacherous, lying to people, claiming to use guinea pigs as a spirit level on your own brain. No, no. What no. is it then? You're depressed? No, I'm not depressed. No. What's the matter, then? I'm just. Well, it's just you know the atmosphere has already turned into a you know vitriolic. Do you, so you think there's, there's things on the message board saying that we bully you? Yeah. Trevor, I'll tell you what, if you bring up this bullying once more, I'm yeah. going to make your life very, very difficult. Oh, are you? Man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I've made a resolution. A yeah. resolution? Yeah, the worm has turned. Trevor, oh, God. The very fact that you've got a worm in you worries me. <laughs> Coiling about in there, laying eggs, some jewel sex down aphrodite, living his knickers. Look, one of his cuffs is undone, one's done that. Why is that? Well, have I'll a guess. I bet I can guess, because yeah. you went to the toilet. No. Well, what's that got to do with anything? <laughs> right, okay. Finish your so, guess, man. Matthew, have you got a vanity story? <laughs> yes. Go do you want it now? Yeah, do you want well, to talk all over it and keep jumping in on it? Um, once I went to the hairdressers and Russell, when I first started to know Russell, he used to go, you should go to good hairdressers, you should go to these places. And I had no money, but he used to go, you should go here, go to my one. So um, a couple of times, I think, I don't know if this was the time I went to your one, but I went to one of those posh hairdressers where they ask, they sit down with you and have a consultation. But anyway, I didn't get past the booking desk before. It was embarrassing. Why? What was you doing? The woman said to me... Um, where was it? That place in Brick Lane? No, this was before that. This was one of those places where... And the woman goes, it's a salon with different, you know, 
Oh, it's just so baffling, all that. Because they go, so do you mind having a head stylist? And you think, is that more money? They just, they're, it's all, it's too difficult to work out. But anyway. I don't understand the language and the culture of it. No, I do now a bit. Mm. Yeah. But, um, she said to me, oh, um, yes, yeah, so have you been here before? I said, no, no, no. And then I was talking to her and she goes, um, no, no, actually, she didn't say that. There was a point. She said to me, who normally cuts your hair? Like that. Yeah. And I said, my mum's friend, Mandy. But she <laughs> meant here in yeah, the salon yeah, yeah. and she went oh no i i meant you've never been here before My mum's friend mandy. Like i know it was embarrassing did you so i started off bad mandy? Uh, yeah i did actually yeah i knew you'd fancy your mum's friend mandy because no, her name's I mandy i just sense if there's a woman coming around your house cutting her, your hair hairdresser's always pretty sexy yeah. no, no, the no. woman who used to come around the house josie was the woman opposite who, who you like, watched in the bath? bathtub fantasy woman god yeah. So I can understand that a, a peripatetic visiting hairdresser is attractive. Yeah, well, I always get, I don't know, once I was, uh, when I was working at MTV, I went for a haircut at Mr. Topper's £5. Don't go at Mr. Topper, £5 haircut, he don't know what he's doing, Mr. Topper. He's a crocodile. You might as well go Sweeney Todd and then pop next door for a pie and eat your own legs yeah, well, or Trevor Locke's feet. It was hard times, anyway. And she said to me, oh, what do you do? And I felt a bit embarrassed going, I work at MTV. So I went, oh, um, well, I've sort of, oh, um, and I stumbled around. I'm said, Yeah, I said, I work at MTV. And then, because I was embarrassed, I went, what do you do? And she went, oh, I'm a hairdresser. Yeah. And I went, oh, yeah, but I mean, what do you do? What do you do? What defines you, baby? Yeah, what makes you feel alive? Yeah, so that was embarrassing as well. But it, I said that question once to a prostitute, Matt, so it was even more embarrassing. Did you really? I go, oh, you know, I'm on the dole. What do you do? She goes, exploit my body for money. I no, go, she well, didn't. Did difficult, she? isn't it, love? You Were know? you really on the dole? I don't know what I was doing for a living in those days, Matthew. It's all across a dark, dark cloud of narcotics yeah. under the old drug umbrella. Can't pin him down, can you? Can't pin old Russ down! Well, about that time I did go, your hairdressers, these guys, oh, go there, go on, just describe what you want. I went there, didn't know what I wanted, and said, um, short, uh, asymmetrical. Why do you use a word like asymmetrical? You must that have known that's going to lead to complications. The man, right, shaved my head and left a strip of hair. It would look like I had a cigar behind my ear when I was a skinhead. <laughs> it just it was so random. I think he just started and then he made a mistake, so then he shaved that bit off and he kept going. He didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. And then I had to say at the end, I went, oh, thank you, and went off. And then my girlfriend at the time was Kat, and she was very supportive. But oh, we went for a drink afterwards and it was like... A, Are you mentioning your ex-girlfriend's name because you know she's listening to the show? Yeah. Some sort of gesture, some hand reaching across <laughs> no. the decades. Just <laughs> it could have been anyone. No, we go, oh, this, well, we're going to need a name. <laughs> to contextualise this. So uh, some incidental character in a trivial anecdote. I want to know if I did. Trivial? Who who lit that scene? Who, who done the dialogue? Who was the gaffer? Who was best boy in that anecdote? Well, why okay. did you say Josie? Because Josie's name implies great big knockers. Oh, oh that's, that's, that's normal, isn't it? <laughs> it doesn't imply it to anyone who doesn't know her. Does. Josie. <laughs> that's a horse noise. <laughs> yeah, she was a horse. This is Russell Brand on Six Music. I'm here with Mad Morgan. He recently had a birthday. How old are you now? 29. Ha ha! Soon you'll be 30. Then it's death. Trevor, how are you today? Very well indeed. Nice to see you. Top Look of the world. It's lovely to see you. Look at you. Oh no, it's nice for us to see each other, isn't it? All of us. We're all actual friends. This isn't contrived bonhomie. We actually love each other in a deep way. Trevor, turn your phone off! Russell actually believes that. Trevor, turn your phone off! It's Luke. Okay. Why is Luke texting you now? He said, uh, this is what he's written. I hope you don't ear rape poor Hannah. Oh, what? 
And how's Katie Gate going? I don't Who know. is Hannah? And ear rape sounds like an awful business. What a terrible, terrible thing for anyone to say. I'd like to apologise on behalf of the entire BBC and anyone who actually has been ear raped. Probably you're in prison if that's happened. So he's you did Katie bring it on yourself. That's what it's something to do with Katie. Miller. You and Luke just flirt with each other over text now. Why don't you yeah, two just one. get a room already? Well. Preferably a room in Maudsley Mental Hospital <laughs> where the two of you can sit and decay in your own defecations, watch you need if you want to be a record breaker. Yeah. Nimone's so, on line one. The Nimone's on line one. Okay, but hold on. Hold up. Hold your Oliox, mate. Blimey, there's so much to talk about. We could, when you get a person like Nimone, Matt, you don't just stagger into it. You prime it. You prepare the ear of the listener. She's a fellow voice of Six Music. She's the face of Six Music. She's out there in the world. Me and Carl Pilkington done a few of her shows over Christmas once while she was on holiday. There's a lot of things that need to be prepared. We don't just stagger into it like Trevor Locke wandering into a show town with his trousers down but his feet looking immaculate it's something that needs preparation do you think we're ready yet matt i think we might be ready now do you i'm reading between the lines though and i think i think trevor do you think we're ready no i think nimone is like one of those things that they're using uh, curling and we're like the people that go in front sweeping trevor's got curling as a reference point who has curling what, as a reference point. Normal it, people would say fluffers and refer to porn. Yeah, that's Trevor's right. Such Trevor. a square. He talks about those people you who polish the ground. Yeah, yeah, those ground polishers. When you should be polishing your own undercarriage and getting yourself together. If you haven't suppressed your libido to the degree that having a pedicure to you is like a marriage, you strange, peculiar boy. You twisted fella out of time. You, know, you remind me of the film Back to the Future, but sort of in reverse. Are you visiting us from the olden days, Trev? Yeah, I am. Are you bringing us a message from the olden days about morality? I'm from 1667. Why, what happened in them days? Well, they started Fire rebuilding London. London, didn't they? What? Was, it was the year after. They started rebuilding it. They Did started, they? Yeah. No, 66 was the Fire of London. Yeah. And seven, oh, yeah, right. I know Let's this bloke. Listen to this right, Matt and Trev. I know this Listen. bloke. He's called Tony the Taxi Driver. He's from Malta. I really oh, yeah. like him. We've met him. Guess what he goes to right? Firstly, here's two things he said to me. Right, one was, he goes, I don't believe that the Scots invented golf. Okay. Oh, yeah, I was there when he said right, that. Right, and then he goes, I oh, don't know. He goes, no, I think they stole it from the Dutch. I goes, why do you think they? He goes, I see a painting of some Dutch people and they had sticks. Right, and that's all the evidence he had. Yeah. Then he goes, uh, he goes, uh, I'll tell you a thing or two about the Great Fire of London. He goes, uh, he goes, uh, he goes, at that time they needed to rebuild London and I think there was a conspiracy. I think that that Great Fire of London was started on, on purpose to get rid of people and to raise the buildings to the ground. And he goes, uh, and where do they claim it started? Pudding Lane. Oh, very convenient. Blame it on Mr. Baker. They <laughs> <laughs> got no evidence for well, it. It did wipe out the plague, the fire. So it was quite good, really, in it a way. It was a good thing. Fire is our friend. Anybody listening? Mr. Fire is our friend. He's not. Fire's a terribly dangerous thing. It's a good thing. It's the start of civilization when we learn how to do fire. That's true, but Prometheus got himself in a lot of bother, didn't he? Didn't he? Oh, hey. Prometheus, he stole the secret of fire from the other gods, give it to mankind, and because of that, had eagles pecking out his guts for all eternity. Every week his guts would grow back, then they'd be pecked out again. Must have been awful that for Prometheus, mustn't it, Trev? It must have been difficult for him. Must have been, because you think, oh, well, my gut's grown back, and then you think, there's going to be a downside, that mm. eagle will surely return to peck out my guts once more. But in the end, you'd probably develop a relationship with that eagle, wouldn't you? There'd be a friendship. You'd go, oh, back again, yeah, eh? it's, it's don't eat those bits, leave them, won't you? Leave, go, leave oh, the gizzards. I'll just pet every little stringy bits of guts wrapped round his beak. Yeah. I don't reckon. Oh, that, that eagle was a yes man to the gods, Trev, wasn't what he? Do you think? Well, yes, he I was do. only a messenger. Don't no, shoot the messenger. No, Trev, that eagle could have made a choice any time. He could. That eagle He's could an animal. Made... They had no choice. They the animals. Had... <laughs> what about monument? the other classic, classical tale of that um, the monkey in Jungle Book wanting fire? That 
that is not a, the Jungle Book movie is not a classic, Matt. It is Matt, oh, I've got a green fine art. I think it was Jungle Book Mowgli who once said, "Better to have loved than lost." Jungle Book, Trev. Low Roger, Matt. Low Rudyard Kipling was a very fine writer. Is not a biblical text. It ain't something we can build well, out. You say that, but you know. Yeah. What hard as hard as man's red fire? That's what's bothering me. Ooh, I think that was Moses. So, uh, although, yeah, there are there is a direct corollary between uh, Bagheera and Baloo and some of the apostles. Why don't we um, listen to? Look, let's, is, I wonder if Nimone's still here. Is I think she's here? probably put the phone down. Of course she won't. If Nimone is a radio professional, not like you, you goon, sat there dressed in a dog's Have basket. Have we done enough fluffing now? I think we're ready for Nimone. Here she N comes. Nimone, hello. Hello, Hello, Russell. How are you? Oh, well, quite well, thank you. I mean, obviously, it's very difficult working as I do so closely to, the, to a couple of boys whose personalities should be regarded as handicaps. What about you? Are you having a nice time at the festival? Oh, I don't know how you manage. I'm currently getting a bit wet, actually, Russell. Blimey. Well, no, we know. Let's, <laughs> let's ignore that <laughs> obvious reference. Crikey. Nimone. Um, it's fantastic up here, actually. A bit, bar it being a little bit soggy. Um, yeah, lots and lots of things going on. Lots of people just waking up, getting ready for day three. Really? I just, sort of, for me, I, I just it sounds to me like you're in a trench. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? That's what it feels like. It's a little bit muddy here, day three. It was, it was absolutely gorgeous all weekend so far, and, is, the, and the heavens have opened today. So uh, is there a gen is there a sense of well-being and happiness, or is it, oh. the, is it the, a contrived sense of happiness that English people often put on in times of adversity? No, no, I think it's that pulling together of the, the you know, the steely Britishness that is right, coming through people. Spirit. Yes, it's, what, it's all that is going on. What have been the festival highlights for you in the morning? Uh -huh. So far, I have, oh, I loved, um, well, Phil Jupiter sang with the Blockheads on Friday, which was all very good. That was a highlight. And, um, <laughs> Police Woman. That's was very good yesterday. She's a lady with a gorgeous voice. Nice. And um, Elbow as well. It was really good uh, Friday night. Sounds like you've been having the time of your life. Uh, I've been doing a little bit of that. It's, it's, it's such a laugh down here, and there's so many bands for people to see. There's lots happening this afternoon as well with Captain and Buzzcocks and Coldcut. So there's loads more to come as well. Sounds like a lovely weekend for everyone involved in Six Music. Nimone, do you remember when me and Carl Pilkington used to do your shows? Over, you was on holiday, do you remember? I did, yeah, yeah. You did them over Christmas, didn't you? What did you do to them? Broke them. <laughs> like, and we used to think of it like as being like we used to feel like a substitute teacher or like a divorced parent looking after a child that treated us badly because the other parent had left. Were you oh, aware of that? Oh no, I feel awful now. You mustn't feel awful no more, you mustn't blame yourself, but it was just, it was a struggle for me and old Carl Pilkington, but I think everything will be a struggle for that man, even getting a tank top on will probably reduce him to tears. Um, <laughs> do you think we need to talk about this? Oh yeah, I think we should clear the air. Yes. I really do. Are you with John Knoll Management, the management company who looks after all of us, Namone? I think I am, yeah. Blimey! I think I had no idea. Oh, that's interesting. We're in the same stable. Although, if it were a literal stable, you'd have to put up with Trevor Lock grunting and snuffling round your own quarters. Namone, thank you very much for your time. It's been really lovely talking to you. Russell, have a lovely rest of day. Oh, we'll try our best, but God, there's so much to fight against. <laughs> take take <laughs> care, dear. See bye you bye. Now. Bye, 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 bye. She's nice, she's a moan professional. What do you have to say? Absolutely how, professional. Un unlike someone else who just defamed my character needlessly. Defamed my character needlessly.
Seriously, why have you got your hands behind your head for, Trev? Leaning back as if you're on a sun lounger in Marbella, like you're a criminal, like you're uh, into the film Sexy Beast, like you've done a bank <laughs> job in the 60s and you're in Ronnie Biggs sort of going loco down in Acapulco. Why do you behave like that, Trev? You've never even been at Acapulco. And if you were in Acapulco, gringo, they'd probably feed you a gerbil and kick you to death in the gutter. <laughs> Wouldn't they? They probably would do, Russ. After they've done your nails. Yeah, I feel comfortable like this. This is the first comfortable position I've found in this studio. What? Yeah. Lean like that? Yeah, lean like this, Russ. This Matt, is I want to do it. I'm infuriated by that man's outfit. Why is he wearing such light-coloured trousers? Know, just occupying a very broad, a very narrow part of the grey spectrum, aren't you? Yeah, as does your whole character. Trevor, why don't you take off those trousers and paint your legs black, Trevor? <laughs> so they match your jacket. Paint them black! What, like in the Rolling Stones song? Yeah. No, like in real life, with I your legs getting blacker. I see grey legs and I want, want to, to paint them black. black. Trevor's got no regard for fashion. Colour your legs to in black. Him back. I see Trevor <laughs> walk by sexually threatening girls. He makes the white me cry. Trevor, come on, paint your legs black. Paint, take your trousers. Well, you've got a black jacket and grey trousers. Right? Paint your legs Take back. your grey trousers off and get a marker pen and colour right, your here, whole legs poet. in black. Um, Charlotte's here. poison me. Charlotte, who works on no. the show, is here with her mum. If you put um, Charlotte, would you mind going and get some black paint, please? Uh, poster paint, if you don't mind. So it'll we be non-toxic. Non-toxic, because we don't actually want him to die yet. We can probably enjoy torturing him for a bit more. Like regular Lindsay England, who tortured those poor soldiers. Uh, Charlotte, go and get some black paint, poster paint or something. We need to paint Trevor's legs black. Unbelievable. Trevor should what? be able to see himself. The Trevor, wings. you should paint your own legs. Trevor, if you think Matt and I are going to paint your legs, we're not your parlour mates. You're in, yeah, you're not in that Peruvian parlour anymore. Oh, yeah, I'm now, Trevor, to do my lording nails. it up over the natives. I want you to paint my nails. I am not painting your nails. We are painting yes, your you legs are. black, young you're man. You're going to paint my nails pink. Look at Trevor oh, trying to turn it around. Paint a little pink. weasel, you dirty little weasel. Trevor, I'm going to hold you open paint and your legs pink. I'm going to put down a saucer of lap and I want you to lap it up with your little tongue and lick it under my finger. Trevor Locke, you ridiculous bully. Being bullied by Trevor Locke is like being attacked by a tissue. Why don't you get them little legs of yours all blackened up? Trevor, listen to something now, Matt. Yeah, let's listen to the doors. Right, we're gonna get some black paint and we're gonna listen to the doors. Nice to listen to the doors. <laughs> Sometimes I'm Cornish! <laughs> let's listen to the doors, my lovely. Six Music. Listen to Russell Brand on Six Music. I'm just a very sandwich. It ends quite abruptly, that, doesn't it? Really abrupt way to end something. It's a good song, though. It sounds like. Not 90s sort of baggy music. Like Manchester music, what perspicacity, what incredible foresight those boys had. But Trevor just said it was an anti-Vietnam song. Is it? Well, I'm guessing. Yeah. Oh, no. make don't guesses. guess! Don't guess, Trevor! If you know something good, you don't! Paint your legs black, Trevor! Don't be silly. Go on. Someone's got to get Give me paint. that eight email, Matt. Yeah, I've read this. It what disturbs it? me a little bit. Well, it should do. Doesn't this, matter. This, this, this is an email uh, from Fairyface. Uh, whilst I continue to love Russell's wit, he's got, how can you take that seriously? It's an email from Fairy. Well, that's the thing. People, you know, people send you an email. They don't use their real name. Then you have to read it out like it's their name. Yeah. Whilst I continue to love Russell's wit, intelligence, and brio, that'll like, do. That's enough of that email. Thank you very much. He's like oral caffeine. My initial doubts about the whole regular torting of Trev continues. It is bullying. Even if it is a performance and with Trev's permission, I just think it gives out dubious messages to your younger listeners about what is acceptable treatment of quieter, different people. Turn your phone off! Trev, like, give him a Chinese burn. You quiet and different person. Take his dinner money. Take his quiet and different dinner money, you <laughs> quiet, different little pervert. Yeah. 
stop, just stop scapegoating Trev. Let him into the gang and find a new dynamic for your relationship. Next. Grow up, boys. You're scarring, Trev. I would like to Thank literally you, face. scar that, that person. Boy. Is doesn't understand a comic conceit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Russell, my view of the subject. You can't well. just do that and let everyone laugh and not explain what it was. Uh, someone might have done a blow off in here. It's perfectly natural. Um, well, you know, bullying's obviously wrong. I was bullied at school, let me think about that. Oh dear, dear old Jamie Dawkins, bless him. You always say his name. I know, because he beat me up a lot. Um, but then I was a bully as well. Bullier, bullier. Yeah, I did both. Hunter became hunted, you That's know. That's why. Some bully, yeah, what's some well, bullying? Well, I think it's weird, is it, like, anti-bullying campaigns. How's that ever going to work? How can you go, bullying's not cool, and, you know, things like that, and people wearing wristbands, it mm. just doesn't work. It's a natural, like, kids are horrible to each other, and they'll always, you know, yeah. it's up to the teachers to try and stop it, but you can't... Just yeah, I don't know, maybe you can I went round my friend's house, he's got a three-year-old boy, and he's like, was in the garden playing with him, and he was like getting snails, and he was being all nice to him. I go to my mate, he's not nice to them snails, he's ever so good. He goes, well, initially his reaction to the snails was to round them all up and smash them in, like he was doing, a, like, a, trying to ethnically cleanse the garden. Yeah. And he goes, like, I'll just goes to him, don't do that to snails, and eventually he grew tired of it. So perhaps you can indoctrinate children, but it is in there, like, cruelty does seem to be an integral part of our nature. And I don't, you know, I mean, yes, bullying is wrong, there, there should be no bullying, but the way we treat Trevor, I think it's righteous, in well, a I way. I think, in a way, it's, you know, it's the first wave of a, a new dawn. New dawn, a glorious new dawn where people like Trevor, <laughs> Trevor and his kind, were wiped from the face of God's earth. I think it's only right. Trevor is not part of a kind. You know, if it ever became like a genocide, that would be wrong. But Trevor, just as one person, I don't think it's wrong to wipe him from the face of the earth. Look no. at his little face. Now. I am quieter and different. <laughs> don't use that, Trev, as, as a, a badge of honour, some talisman to hold aloft to make you feel better about yourself. Anyway, all right, to show how much we actually do love that imbecile Trevor, who even now is awaiting some paint to arrive to paint his silly little legs <laughs> with. So he looks like a normal member of the gang, one of us, one of us, let's make him one of us. While we're awaiting that, Trevor, you can tell people about the Edinburgh Festival. Next week, this radio show will be from the Edinburgh Festival, where uh, me, uh, I'm doing like stand-up up there, have a look at russellbrand.tv. Um, we're, we're practicing our sitcom that we're doing on um, Radio 2. I've been told I have to be an old lady. Yeah, well, I think that's a short sideways step for you, if anything, <laughs> the way you live your life. So, um, and, like, and Trevor Locke is doing his first hour ever of stand-up comedy. Now, this is a golden opportunity for people who want to look at Trevor floundering like a goon for 50 minutes of tr trivia and tripe. Trev, do you want to give details to people of how they can come and see this thing at the Edinburgh Festival? Yeah, if you want to see this, you've got to ring this number, 0131. Trevor, that's not, what kind of description is that? What? It's like a binary code. Yeah. If you want to see this, listen to this number. <laughs> what is this? What is this thing? What are you going to do at the end of the You just described it. I'm going to be doing, you know, funnies right. for Show us a bit then. I'm not going to do it now. Oh. What? It's all, it's all, I haven't written it yet. It's, it's You've all, not even written it, and I next week you expect people things. to come and see it. It's brilliant. It's really good. I'm doing it. You can see a preview tonight in Leicester Square at the <laughs> Sound uh, Cafe. <laughs> Trevor, we'll be in standing. Yeah, in a venue. You're not going to be just not standing in Leicester Square with your trousers down, <laughs> holding a cup. Not I anymore. To give turn you money. your phone off. Trevor, turn that off, you <sighs> absolute goon. Look. All right, so if you want to see Cocky Trevor, lucky at Four o'clock next Sunday, this is the only show I'm going to be doing. Yeah, except for yeah. Our, our Cloud Cuckoo Land. Yeah, but this is me on my own doing my So we're doing the radio stuff. show from Edinburgh next week. Yeah. And, and then, then a few hours that, later, you're I'll doing be this. there at the Gilded Balloon Wine Bar. In a wine bar. In wow. a wine bar. In a wine bar. Of all places. Doing an hour's stuff. 
God wine will be available and because it's the, going to be the only comfort in a grim hour of it, tedium. You'll be laughing a lot. It's really amusing. I'm going to take that wine intravenously, Trevor. <laughs> I'm going to ask for that wine to be poured directly into every orifice in You're my not body. Come. Just to entertain yeah. me. I'll be there, oh, Trevor. Yeah. I'll be I there. will be there. Me and Matt Morgan will be sat in the front row shaking our heads solemnly <laughs> at the spectacle <laughs> of a lost there. idiot man <laughs> trying to fill an hour. Look, it's going to be fun. This is the number. Get your pens out now and write this number down. Oh, no way! One six six. Say again, we missed the beginning of the number, Trevor. Oh one three one. Yeah. Six six eight. Mm -hmm. One six three three. What a boring number! I bet that's the most interesting yeah. thing about the show. Why don't you just stand up for an hour and recite that number at the audience? And before people say we're bullying Trev, look, Russell created a window there for Trev to promote his thing. Yeah, yes. he was slagging it off. Yeah, but in a comical way comical to draw conceit. people in, oh, while also so. saying that me and Matt would be there. While what might actually make people attend <laughs> just because of the proximity of people with genuine talent. I don't want people turning up to my show to look at you guys on the front row nodding your heads. We're not going to be nodding our heads, Trevor. That's a positive gesture. We'll be shaking our heads. We'll be shaking our heads and weeping and trying to pour wine into each other's eyes to comfort ourselves like poor cuddling orphans watching the final hours of their parents. I'm going to do a Sudoku and every now and again look up and tut. <laughs> what I'm going to do, you Trevor? Sad, churlish man. I'm going to try and get myself to lactate by just massaging my own bosom. <laughs> well, that's good because that is part of the show. Get collecting your lactose. Oh! Is it interactive? Is it going to be interactive? Yeah. It better be, Trev, because if it's just you on your own, it's going to be one of the most tedious hours of modern history. Are we allowed Stop to it. shout stuff out? Of course you can. Things like, Trevor, get off of the stage! Don't do Prepare it. Prepare some material! No, we Think won't. they're going to turn up and do that, aren't they? We won't. So Sunday, 4pm, Gilded Balloon at a wine bar. At a what? The Gilded Balloon wine bar. The Gilded Balloon, the Gilded balloon wine bar. Wine oh, great! Oh, great! Oh, the, oh, great. the famous... Is yeah. it? You organised It's not this. Madison Square Garden. Well, you... Oh, the Gilded Balloon wine bar. All the greats have been at the Gilded Balloon wine bar. Do you remember when the Clash was there? Do you remember when Lenny Bruce was there? The Good Balloon Wine Bar. <laughs> I was at the Good Balloon Wine Bar. It was a hell of a night, guys. But then the Hell's Angels that I'd employed as security stabbed someone. And the Good Balloon Wine Bar. And the Good Balloon Wine Bar. We're cuck a triple lucky here, four o'clock on Sunday. I played at that Gilded Balloon several times. They're doing a tourist gig called Late and Live. Back in the good old days. Got thrown through a window. Got thrown for a window, that was another gig, but well, one gig, what I've done, right? I didn't have no material, this is when me and you was working in the beefer, Matthew, for MTV. I had to go spend half the week in London, half the week in the beefer. Came back one week to do the Edinburgh Festival, flew into it, like, into Edinburgh, realised I had to do a gig in front of a baying mob at this late in life thing. Didn't have any jokes. Terrible drug problem. So like, I just got went to a joke shop, got a bag of blood, filled up, like, got some, a bottle of blood, filled up these little plastic bags, like little uh, cellophane bags with blood, sellotaped it around my body, was wearing a white vest, went up onto the stage, like knew there'd be, for about the first 30 seconds, the gig went all right, and people started shouting, go like that, not enjoying it. And then uh, I goes, oh, do you want more drama? Do you want me saying more dramatic to happen? Remember how I used to be when I used to say yeah, things like yeah. that quite regular. I had, a, I had a glass of vodka in me, I necked the vodka, smashed the glass on the wall and goes, right, is this dramatic enough? Start smack, like, start, like, pretending to stab myself with the glass, dragging around all the, the uh, blood bags burst. So all the thing was covered in blood, like diard. But I was barefoot as well, and the stage was all covered in broken glass. So uh -oh. I stood there, uh-oh, hello, now I've got a problem. So like, I had to sort of pitter-pack my way through the broken glass while people were throwing things. Someone threw a plastic bottle. I was, throw glass, throw glass! And like, there's a drum kit at the back of the stage, got a microphone, started beating on the drum kit with the, with the microphone, went off the stage, having caused all that. Else. 
the audience then demanded an encore because they wanted I was enjoying throwing stuff at me so much. I like got it all to the state of a riot. It was like, hey, come on, it's a war, war. Right, whipped up a proper frenzy. Some people said it was brilliant. Like uh, Bruce Dessau, the uh, comedy critic for Standard, goes, oh, it was brilliant, brilliant work of art. But a lot of people thought it was rubbish. I like, think Bruce Dessau probably thought it was rubbish. No, he's put it down in print that he really? thought it was a work of art. Yes, and then um, and then why'd like, you use false blood? You might as well have just done it for real. Some of it did. I mean, I got blood all over my feet, and some of the broken glass did stab me. So I mean, there was real blood mixed in with that. Iggy pop. Iggy pop, Iggy pop, and then like uh, I did do an Iggy pop when I was nervous, and then like uh, Sean Hughes came up to me and got, like at the end he got like and they had to smuggle me out of the back door of the venue because it was causing all sorts of like bother and violence, and like uh, then like I didn't remember it all because I was on drugs and I bumped into Sean Hughes like a bit later, like a couple of months later or something. And he went, "Hey, all right, nice to see you again." Because oh, hello, I didn't know we'd met. It was a bit awkward and embarrassing because Sean Hughes, I liked him and everything growing up. He's brilliant, isn't he? Mm. A vague air of awkwardness. So that's what happened at the end of Hang on a minute. One year. I don't understand that. When Sean he, came, he came, yeah, but he, uh, Sean Hughes had met him that night. Because yeah. he smuggled it. me out the back door and I okay. forgot it happening. I forgot the whole oh, event. But hang on, I thought you, what, when was the time you threw him through a window? That was another night. I like, uh, this was like, like this, I think this was the next year. It was again for the Gilded Blue. You hadn't learned a lesson? Nope. I got like, I was taking a lot of drugs. I was in a terrible mood and like, I didn't have any, I was meant to be the compere. So if you're the compere of a gig, I went, this is like, this is like when you, did, you know, buy, buying dead animals and stuff. It's like, yeah. oh, I haven't got any jokes for tonight. I'll go and I'll get some false blood. I know, it's a really silly way of approaching comedy. Bizarre. Certainly not funny. And then, like, uh, I was meant to be the compere, and if you're the compere, you're meant to be, like, the audience's uncle, aren't you? All jolly, oh, we're having a good time, aren't yeah. we? Right, and, uh, like, I remember on the bill was Alan Carr and Rob Rouse, and I was, like, I got this big adversarial atmosphere going with the audience, and then I'd have to go, please welcome Rob Rouse, and luckily Rob Rouse and Alan Carr both really good, and, like, sort of, I used to get a good vibe back in the room. And then, at the end, of course, all this chaos had been lots of things getting smashed and lots of violence, and me accusing the audience of being responsible for murders and things like that. And then, like, then I walked directly from the stage through all the audience, right, across everyone's chairs. Then someone wanted to have a fight with me. And remember, Matthew, when I was on drugs, I used to say strange things in fight situations. Yeah. It's things like, yeah, coming in, yeah, all right, sunshine, yeah, all right, darling, do you want to dance around my garden, sweetheart? Yeah, yes. all right, Tootsie Two Shoes, do you want to put on a blanket? Yeah, do you want to rub me up the upside? Yeah, do you want to nibble my knicker? He used to confuse people, though. <laughs> it did confuse people. Especially me, I used to back away. <laughs> he had to watch these with ridiculous outbursts and then like um like this bloke, I started trying to bite this bloke, I goes, yeah, come in, and I was whispering in his ear and started trying to bite his face. And all the security sort of came up and started getting hold of me, even though I was the actor who had just come off stage. And like, like they weren't proper security, they were just holiday jobs, so I was able to pull them about a bit. Then, like, realising I was trying to pull them over this stairwell, I was in this sort of old Edwardian building with this great big stairwell, and I tried to yank them with me over these stairs so we'd fall down the stairs. They summoned another security guard, I think, from the cellar. Some sort of Igor character came up, just clamped his big airy forearm around my throat. Did uh, anyone say God sees him? <laughs> it, it's that sort of vibe. Like, sort of, dum, 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 like the begin bloke at the beginning of ranked films who hits that bell. Boom, or that gong thing. Right, and then, like, uh, yeah, clamped his forearm over my throat. And I was like, I had to sort of go, help me, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The vibe all changed. I think, I, I think claiming to be uh, epileptic and things like I used to do when things like that got a bit heavy. 
And then, like, uh, dragged me downstairs. There was this, like, fire door with wire mesh inlaid in it, you know, glass, but with wire mesh. And I was thrashing around, and they started to throw me. I ended up getting smashed right through this door, all gashed right into my leg, right to the bone, all blood pulsing out, coming out to the beat of my heart. It was amazing to watch. Then I just stood out, stand outside, waiting for the police and the ambulance, all covered in my own blood. Then got to the hospital, like, there was these lads waiting in, like, it's A&E on a Saturday night in Edinburgh Royal Infirmary. Goes to these two lads, can you go and get me some heroin, please? They <laughs> were <laughs> only 14 years old. Give them 40 quid. Them lads never came back with my heroin. Oh, you can't trust anyone. What's wrong with kids today? You ask them, get me just a little bit of heroin. They come in. I'll never see them again. You should have asked the hospital. They'd probably given you morphine. Morphine. I said, I said that. I said I'm a drug addict. I'm going to need some heroin soon. So I'll be in a terrible mood. And then, like, uh, like you know, then I had to stay there. And I woke up. Next time I woke up, was paramedics was hovering over me, pointing at me with a stick, explaining to, like, as a doctor going to some medical students, honestly, explaining hovering things. Hovering over you, pointing with a stick. Yeah, going on. And then he's done that. That's going to be needed. To, and they put me in the next bed to a bloke who only had one leg. I think it's a chilling warning of problems. Honest to God, I was in the next bed. I had to, to stay him. there overnight. Yeah. To me, that you could oh, lose right. a leg. And okay. they goes, if they, <laughs> what are they going to warn him for? He's got lost they, enough, hasn't he? Didn't you nearly lose your leg? Yeah, they goes, if it had been an inch to the left, we'd have had to have lopped that leg off, you silly sod. No, they, they, that's I, a I lie. I know, do you reckon it was a lie? Yeah, I know, I didn't see that. An inch to the left. I goes to one nurse, he hey, nurse I've heard stories about, like, nurses administering services to patients, you know, extracurricular you services. I goes, I've been here two hours, I ain't had a, I ain't had a bite. What's going on? Like that. They laughed. They liked it. I was. Well, perhaps they didn't. Actually, there was a complaint. They were humouring you. You were just a drunk weirdo in a bed. Oh yeah, I remember that. Then I phoned up the gilded, like the gilded balloon. Phoned up. Right, Karen Corrin, this lovely lady who's in charge of the gilded balloon. Can't phone up. Goes Russell. What's going on? Goes yeah. There's a bit of bother. I might be late for tonight's gig. <laughs> We're not having you back there ever again. You're mad. And then I had to go back home. Martino, who we used to work with, this lovely fella, he was like, he was there, he goes, Russell, you better learn how to tell, uh, you better, he goes, looking at the gash on my leg, he goes, you better work out how you're going to tell that story because you're going to be telling it every time you wear short trousers. Yeah, that scar's quite bad, isn't it? It's a bad scar, isn't it? But I quite like to have a scar. It's a sexy little scar. Sexy, isn't it? Sexy to have a scar. So that'll be the Edinburgh Festival. This year, though, it'll be Trevor Lock that'll be getting that kind of I'll be doing jokes over. mainly. Jokes, will yeah, you? Yeah, I, I don't think I'll be doing any Not slashing yourself up. No. Slash yourself up, Trev. Do it with a pencil sharpener or something. Was that ever filmed, any of that stuff? No, it wasn't. No, it's a shame, isn't it? But yeah. we, no, we've got stuff on tape, and we might have, like, you know, smashing up animals and stuff. That sounds pardon. awful. <laughs> the animals were already dead. I'm a vegetarian. It's wrong to smash up animals. I was on drugs. Was, we used to get bits animals. Of, bits of animals from butchers. Yeah, bits of animals from butchers and dead rats from pet shops. I used to smash them up when I was on drugs. And I do certainly do not condone that. Or drugs. All those things are terrible. It wrong to take when, drugs. Wrong when, to smash up animals with ammo. When you used to nearly have fights and stuff. I remember once this bloke, we were in like a uh, news agents in a station up in Leeds or somewhere. Oh, yeah. And uh, Russell put his coffee down on, <laughs> on the newspaper stand thing. You know, like where they're all in a circle, yeah. the newspapers. Put his coffee down and this bloke took the newspaper underneath the coffee and the coffee st had a lid on it, but he started to roll off the thing. The bloke had the bloke was in the wrong. Yeah. And Russell like looked at it like a little bird, went, <laughs> <laughs> noticed it. And before the coffee hit the ground, he kicked it like a rugby ball all over the bloke and the bloke was dressed like a little um in a suit you know he's a little businessman <laughs> and he and russell booted the coffee all over him the oh. man <laughs> why did you do that he teach just, him lesson trip for pulling that lesson. paper from under my coffee the bloke was in the wrong but it was he, he was in the wrong and then justice happened he was covered paper? in coffee it wasn't his paper it was a municipal paper he could have asked me would you mind lifting up that coffee young fella my lad whilst i take he just paper whipped out the paper knocked his out. coffee over because like, what it was he thought oh look at them two people oh, 
look at them. Oh, look, look at them damned long hairs. I'll take that paper from underneath there. I'll show them who's boss. But we found out it was boss. It was me oh, for the first time no. in my life kicking something a with a some degree of accuracy. That yeah. is a show of unreasonable force. You, no, know what I mean? you are the Israel of pedestrian etiquette. Trevor, <laughs> that's a really complicated issue that I don't think we should discuss on this show. We don't know about things like that. Terrible Trevor. that there's any war anywhere in the world. Terrible that there's war anywhere in the world. I wish everyone could be happy like me and old cocky locky who we love really dearly. <laughs> Trevor, what are you going on about? Wanted to do a competition to win tickets to generate more hype for your underwhelming show. Yeah, thank you, Russ. You're <laughs> such a pal. <laughs> Go on, then. What, What's so, that what? quote that you gave me so that I could put on my poster? I goes, Trevor Locke is funnier than you'd imagine from looking at his stupid face. <laughs> <laughs> Something is that like on that. the poster? <laughs> Yeah. That's good. It's nice to say that about you, Trevor. Right, yeah, I'm going to give away some tickets to the show. Go on then. What, you do a pro how are we going to do it? I'm going to think of a competition. Well, think of it now, Trevor. I'm not going to think live on right. it now. We're painting Tred's legs now because he's come dressed in an unacceptable fashion. He's wearing ridiculous grey trousers. His trousers are coming off and we are painting his legs black so that he looks acceptable. Take off your trousers. We've got a couple of lads in here. Rafi and Marley. They're my like, mate's sons. Sadie and Zoe's sons. They're going to come here and if they want, if they're not disgusted by the sight of Trevor in, in his pants, they are after all young men, then they can join in with the leg painting. Um, Marley, Raffi, come in here lads. Come in here you silly boys. Right, so here they come. Right, so Trevor's dressed in an unacceptable way. You're right Raffi. Yeah. Come here sunshine. You're right Marley. Yeah. Right, so uh, how old are you? Mm, ten. Well, why did you start with mm then? Because he's only just yeah, When did you become ten you little jerk? Um, I'm not ten yet. Not ten yet, right, okay. Liar. The first Lies. thing he said Liar. is a lie. Good boy. Marley, are you nine or ten, mate? Ten. Ten, right. A couple of ten-year-old lads, they're our mates. Now, Trevor's coming here dressed. You two are quite well-dressed, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. You're quite cool, lads. Who are your influences? What are your fashion influences? Arctic Monkeys and Raconteurs. Right, nice influences, <laughs> right? That's their influences. Trevor Locke's influences. What do you think, Trevor? Incidentally, that's Matt Morgan over there, and that's Trevor. This is Raffi Marley. You've seen him about, yeah? I've seen him about. We've seen him. Not you. I'm trying to make the kids feel comfortable. <laughs> I'm not thinking that Matt I've and that old man is going to be anxious about meeting new people. <laughs> yeah, I've seen him about. They, they look all right to me. I think they'll probably be okay. Right, so Trevor Locke over there. He's dressed in a way, would you agree, Raffi, the way he's dressed is unacceptable. Well, now I am. Unacceptable. Right, now what we need you to do is over the next, over the course of the radio show, we need you to paint his legs black so he looks nicer. Are you lads prepared to do that for us? No. Yes, you are, you ridiculous boys. boys. You don't have to, you don't have to touch him or anything. You'll have paint brushes. It's going to be fine. We've just got to do it to make, no, imagine it'll be funny to paint okay. Just person. say no. Just say yes. Not yes. to drugs though, they're awful. Go on, yes. So you're going to paint Trevor Locke's legs. Right, Matt's mixing, Matt's in the basement mixing up the medicines. It's all working well, out really it well. It isn't actually black, but I've made black with all the other colours. Well done. He's really proud of himself for being out there. You're not an alchemist. <laughs> You've not made gold <laughs> out of tin foil. Okay, so, uh, right. Raffi and Marley, it's you'll disgusting. be painting Trevor Locke's legs black to make him look more acceptable. Also, Raffi. What have they done? Those poor little innocent children. What innocent children? What have they done to deserve this? It's fun to do that. I wish when I was their age, someone let me paint someone's it's legs and I'm not, not a grown up. I am Trevor. I've struggled. I was 30 before I painted anyone's legs and then it weren't with paint. Let me tell you, wish, horrible affair it was. I wish this was television because then you could see two small children being forced. They're not being These boys are brought them into Shut the studio up, against Trevor. their will and forcing them to paint my. They've legs. never been happy, all right, Sadie. Raffi, uh, you've got. What have you brought into play today? Um, my song. You've got a song. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is. So, really what, good. what? Tell me a bit about your song. Um. What's it called? Trapped on a mountain. Trapped on a mountain. What's it about, mate? 
being trapped in a house. Being trapped in a house, but it's actually metaphorically being entitled trapped on a mountain. Okay, we'll be listening to Rafi, and you're, you're nine years old, you've already written a song. Yeah. Well done, you're bright as a button. Marley, you'd better write a song by the end of the show, I imagine, or perhaps you can be in charge of the leg painting, then we'll have achieved absolute equality in our brilliant new utopia, which we're establishing now. What is going to be the, um, Trevor, what's the matter? Why are you looming around your desk in your pants I'm in front of some children? I just, <laughs> I just want to look at you grabbing them by their necks. Not grabbing them by their necks, I'm making them feel comfortable because they're in, in my arms, the bless them, these lovely boys. Right, okay, what are we listening to now? The sound of your voice. Oh, Hannah! Hannah is at the uh, Sunday summer music thing. Sunday fondue thing. <laughs> Sunday fondue! It's Fonzie <laughs> at the summer sungy. Hello, Hannah, how are you, darling? I'm absolutely fantastic, thanks. You sound really upbeat. Are you having a good time at that festival? I'm having a fabulous time, Don't thank you. Swear I'm not on to radio. Say brilliant because I'll get laughed at. It's the first rule of radio, <laughs> never say the F word. The second rule is never stand up for your friends when they've been attacked for being disabled. Those are the two main rules of radio as far as I can work out. Now Hannah, what's it like there at that festival? It's really, really, everyone's really happy and there's loads going on, there's the main stage. What's been your favourite thing so far? Has it been a musical thing or what? Yeah, the music, Little Man Tate last night were brilliant, and Forward Russia as well. Oh, Forward Russia, Little Man Tate, well done them. Okay, so uh, do you want to say anything to cocky Trevor Lockie? He's about to have his legs painted by a couple of ten-year-old boys. It's just the way he lives his life. <laughs> I actually have black legs today. I'm wearing black, so we'll match, Trevor. Oh, Hannah, what a relief that is. Thank, thank <laughs> heavens. Let's put a whole new spin on this experience. I'm looking forward to it now. Hannah, yeah. never reach out to Trevor or seek to share social space with him because you'll end up in some terrible dilemmas. Yeah, you'll end up eating guinea pigs in a shower. Town before you know it. Okay, um, so okay, so the little man Tate and Forward Russia have been highlights for you. Can you find it? Do you want to? Is there is there anyone that you can see within your eye line that you could do a little interview with? Um, where are you? Have you wear it? There's a man in an orange coat. He sounds great. He sounds ideal. Does he work oh, um, there? I've got um, Jude's taking me somewhere. Who's taking you somewhere? Oh, a producer. You're being dragged around by a producer. Russell. You're like a young Judy Garland. If they give you any pills, refuse to take them. Oh, right. I'm, I'm, being, I'm running. I'm running. Well, you're running to interview someone. I don't know who do you want to talk to, Russell. Anyone, darling. What you've got to do is just look around and there'll be Anyone? energy and you'll sense this energy and you'll be drawn to a person. Okay, there's someone here. Right, ask them their name and stuff. Go, hello, what's, what's your, your name? name? What's my name? Yeah. Paul. Paul's here, Russell. Say, Paul, say, Paul, I've lost my parents. Will you look after me? Paul, I've lost my parents. Will you look after me? No. <laughs> he says no, Russell. Oh, Paul, he's been at say, Paul, you're being cold-hearted. I know. He to look after me. I, I've got to look after him. Right, oh. blimey. Yeah. And what a bizarre topsy-turvy festival that's turning out to be. It, it's a bit mad, yeah. Sounds like a right royal rollicking laugh. Ask Paul a question. Say, oh, Paul, have you been having a nice time at the festival? What's your highlights? What's your highlight of the festival so far, Paul? Speaking to you, Russell. Oh. Speaking to Russell via me. It's nice. Paul, I'm enjoying talking to you. Paul, have you got any advice for Trevor Locke, who's about to have his legs painted black by a couple of ten-year-old oh. lads? Do you have any advice for Trevor Locke, who's about to have his legs painted black by two ten-year-old children? He doesn't have any advice. How many legs has he got? Trevor's How many got, legs has he got? He's got nine legs, but seven of them are in his cellar and used to belong to Italian girls that he lures into his lair. Are they still alive? I thought they were dead. They are dead. That, their legs have been... They've been dismembered and they've been neatly stored in his cellar. They're okay. alive. They're not alive, Trevor. Stop lying. They're, they're only animated when you put your hand up their back. 
Okay, Hannah, thank you very much. You've done a brilliant report. Thank I think you. you've got a bright career in radio. Thank you. You take care of yourself, sweetheart. Ta ta, Trevor. Thank you. Bye -bye. Don't wish him luck. <laughs> right, see you later, Hannah. Bye, love. Bye. Well done, Paul. What an interview. So, uh, Trevor's getting his legs painted. You're right, Trev. Yeah, it's, it's surprisingly nice sensation. Actually, it's cooling. You're enjoying it, are you? You're I enjoying am, having mate. your legs painted yeah. by a ten-year-old boy. You yeah. animal. Yeah. Rafi, you all right doing that, mate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he stood up and bellowed that down the microphone. How's it going, Sunshine? Do you reckon you would like a career in the world of painting men's legs? Definitely not. Why? Why? What's the problem? It's disgusting. It's a disgusting job, isn't it? Smells it smells horrible, this paint. What do you, Raph, what are you going to do when you get older? I'm going to make music. Right, okay. And here's, this is, right, Raffy's made a song. You've heard it before, haven't you, Matt? Yeah, it's brilliant. I've heard it before. It's really good. What did you say reminds you of? Hung My Head. Yeah, Hung My Head, Johnny Cash. Yeah. Right, okay, that's good. It's about right. Well, you wrote this on your own, did you, Raph? Yeah, Marley wrote the guitar. Marley done the guitar. Marley's with you too. You two could be a good little band. What have you got a name for your band? Sidekick. Sidekick. Sidekick the band, starring Marley and Raffy, couple of little nine-year-olds. Marley is refused to become involved in the Trevor's leg painting. I've... I have a lot of respect for Marley. I think you're your own man. Well done. Well, actually, the reason he cited was hygiene. So <laughs> he said he didn't want to be anywhere near Trevor Locke's legs. A sensation felt by women up and down this great nation of ours. It's not. That looks horrible. There. Let's have pa a look. Paint on leg hair, sort of hanging. Paint there. on leg hair. Trevor's like they've done his shins now. He wears, looks like he's wearing. A little pair of schoolgirl socks. Probably not for the first time, if what I hear on the internet's true. So, should we have a listen to Rafi? Cue up your track, mate. What's it called? Trapped on a mountain. Trapped on a mountain by Sidekick. Right now, <laughs> get on and paint them legs. Paint them legs. Six music. Trevor Locks over there getting his legs painted. What a show we're having today. You all right, Matt? Yeah, just enjoying the spectacle. Is it nice, actually? One of the lad's mums, Zoe, is painting his legs now. It's very nice. It's very sensual. It's delicate. not sensual, it Trevor. Nice to have you're enjoying that. And, uh, tickling yeah, your thighs. She's, she's walked off she's now. She's walked away because you sexualised it, Trevor. That's what happened. Never sexualise things it again. It was a sensual moment. Sensual. For sensual read, sexual. Oh, it's all with drying Trevor. on my skin now, and if I bend my legs, oh, it crackles. Oh, oh, you dirty oh. devil. That's probably a sensation he regularly gets when he wets himself. Trevor, let's launch your Sonic Enigma. Now. Launch it, launch it like Let's a Sputnik. <laughs> oh my god, don't say Sputnik when you're in your trousers and pants, dear. So, I'm half Russian, remember? I've got a flathead. Are you half Russian? Well, a quarter, one eighth. What's wrong with him? Just barking he's fractions. He's a dull now. man, isn't he? Really tedious. Right, okay, right, Trevor, so your explain trial. what your Sonic Enigma is to our listeners, Trevor. Uh, it is uh, the Dave Clark 5, 1, 2, 3. Not the answer! Oh, sorry. As a concept. Uh, well, it's a, it's a soundscape. It's a Sonic soundscape. It's, it's like going into the National Gallery, but hearing it rather than looking at it. Then you guess what the song is from my sounds. Okay. Very oh, simple. Also, Trevor, that you want to do a competition to uh, lure people to come in to see your show at the Edinburgh Festival at the Gilded Bloom, 4 o'clock on Sunday. Sunday, yeah, you? I do, don't I? What, what is the competition going to be, Trevor? I reckon it should be if you can write a funny limerick about bullying. No! Alright then. Write a funny limerick or, limerick or any kind of poem about bullying. Yeah. Use lads, Rafi, Marley, you can participate if you feel the urge. Uh, right, and the best one will win some tickets. tickets. Alternatively, a you can just tell us what is the name of me and Trevor Locke's sitcom and write a limerick. So write a limerick, you do either or. Frankly, we don't... That's complicated, it. That's complicated, has it? Yeah. 
Look, if you write a limerick and, it will, and we read it out, you get you get tickets to Trevor Lock's show. If you can tell us the name of our sitcom, you get tickets to Trevor Lock's show. What we're trying to do is draw people into seeing Trevor Lock's show at any cost, <laughs> at all cost. Because the fear is that it's gonna, what we're going to have is a room with a man standing alone on a stage crying. That That is a very real fear that we're trying to avert. Text us on 64046 or email russell.6music at bbc.co.uk. Time now for Trevor Lock's Sonic Enigma. Let's listen to Trevor records an indulgent jingle every week. Let's have a listen to that now. Can't hear in studio now. Trevor, what the earth was that? I thought that was quite a spooky little enigmatic number. What is spooky is you crouching over a microphone with your legs half painted black saying that you find it sensual. Now, what, what <laughs> now, was no, supposed no to No one represent? will ca continue painting his legs now, he said that. You've driven people away from painting you. Ah, the way people try to man. love you, people try and express their love for you by painting you when you drive everyone away, Trevor. I know. I okay. Know, I'm a lonely man. So that's just the jingle for the Sonic Enigma. Yeah. That's not the Sonic Enigma. It's that's just to advertise it. It's rubbish. awful. It's a good tripe. If you like that, well, anyway. It's rubbish. Don't try and encourage support. If you support, like that, what? You've got an album coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to release all the Sonic Enigma themes for Christmas. We'll crush it. Okay, let's have a listen to the Enigma. We'll have to run a competition to get people to want that, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. Peter, Trevor, he keeps going that. on all his enterprises and then we, me and Matt have to carry it. It's a people farce. want it. It's an oh, look, here, director of our TV programme. Russell Brand's got issues coming out soon on Channel 4. Watch out for that. Now, let's, uh, let's, let's listen to uh, the, actual thing. the actual enigma. Here we go. Right, now scrub it. Clean it. Put it in right now. Squ squeeze it. Oh, there. That's it. In the, right in the corner. There we go. Now, do it, do it again. Do it again with the carrot. Put it in. Squeeze it. Oh, there. Oh. Oh, there it is. Ah. Ooh. Touch it gently. You just touch it gently. Disgusting brute. That is revolting. Well, what was that, Trevor? There are ten-year-old boys in the studio being forced to listen to that filth. What's wrong with you? It's not filth. Oh, it's touch it, squeeze it gently, put it in the corner. Yeah, that's the way it's been edited. I wasn't responsible for that. Trevor, I've seen how you behave there in campsites. A, there is a sound effect missing from that. Well, yeah, what is it? The sound of somebody crying, <laughs> which is no. what normally accompanies those sort of instructions there, there in your life. I don't like this. The sound of someone phoning the police. Trevor, put yeah, your microphone do down. No, you're not Eddie Cochran. I, what are you doing? I, I'm thinking well I am. I feel comfortable now. Um, no, there's a, there's a motor. There should be a motor going on behind it. Lending. Okay. What? And that's part of the, that's an important part of the clue. Yeah, it makes it sound a little when bit less weird. When you haven't even weird. put it in. Trevor, if you, right, okay, if you know the answer to that, it's 64046. That's Trevor's Sonic Enigma. <laughs> Natalie's here. She won Trevor's competition last week. You're right, Natalie. Yeah, I'm fine. It's nice of you to come here. Why is it especially nice? Um, because you came here all the way from bloody France. Yeah, Why is it slightly why? disappointing? Because you didn't hitchhike. And because you've painted your legs black and now I have to see it. <laughs> we have to look <laughs> hey, at your steady. blackened Sorry. legs, you oddball. Yeah, blame them, don't blame me. Nothing, you for your that. legs! Yeah, how can you blame yeah. other people for your own legs, Trevor? Take responsibility for your own anatomy. My little legs are alright, it's the fact that there's a deep purple colour that's disturbing. I like the fact that they're deep purple, you look delicious. Natalie, so what was the, what did you get right last week, the Sonic Enigma wise? Um, it was New Young Pony Club. Oh yeah, yes it was, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, I remember that was another pseudo-sexual lot of rubbish that we had to listen to of Trevor sat in a room grunting and slapping. Uh, if you think you know the answer to this week's Sonic Enigma, it's on 64046 or you can email russell.6music at bbc.co.uk. What kind of ranting have we had about vanity? 
This is from Tom Brown. In the name of vanity and new rave fashion, I spe spent last week convincing opticians down the high street that I was visually impaired and in need of extra large glasses to block out the sun. I was eventually referred to the Cardiff Institute for the Blind. Other institutes for the blind are available. Well done, Tom. I found out that I am unusually sensitive to many colours of light and needed the glasses in pink, yellow and smoke and soon to be green, orange and blue. All the, all the best, says young Tom. What? Tom, out of vanity, is going around pretending to be blind. Martha Owen has sent us a little message. She goes, Trevor kind of bullied me the other day, actually. He made me change my default picture on MySpace by blackmailing me. Trevor, is this true? Uh, I didn't blackmail her. Who is Martha? I did blackmail her, actually, yeah. yeah Who true. is this Martha character? She's just someone on MySpace. She's just someone on MySpace. It's all any of them are you, isn't it? No, she's Attention a very victims. intelligent young lady who had a very unpleasant picture as her uh, icon. Right. I made a change. And in. you're the judge of that, are you? You're I certainly am. As, as much as I hate to say this, we have to listen to his enigma again. Okay. Because you have to play it twice. Alright, not yet though. What, rules, no. BBC guidelines. Yeah. Just play guidelines, it twice. mate. They're only a guide. They're only a guide, them guidelines. <laughs> they're just, they're not, it's not written in stone, it's just a guide. Some things you can do, some things you can't. Never mind that little voice in your heart. Okay, there's an email here from Jason Skeen. Why the hell do you care what stupid hippie poncies think about bullying Cocky Locky? You don't have to justify your actions to those victims. He deserves all he gets. More importantly, it's funny. Going back to the point of vanity, I have on more than one occasion visited an establishment so that I may have my back waxed, says Jason Skeen. Not the most pleasant experience and one I hope you never have the need of. The first time after the procedure, I couldn't help noticing the stark contrast between make back and my bum, or my bum and my back. So I thought that that might be a way to go. Knowing not when to stop was a quandary. My little body button didn't half sting. So this is about a story about a man who Disgusting. had his rectum waxed, it seems. Jason, you dirty devil. Bully boys and hairy back doors, he's entitled his own email. Oh. That's a good idea. Why don't we shave Trevor's body hair all off so he's all bald? It'll be easier to paint him. His, his hair just sort of comes off when you paint it. It just comes off on just the brush. Flakes off on just the brush. Off. All the skin and hair just sort of comes it off. Comes off all week. It's like it painting doesn't. a corpse. It does, it, yeah. It's horrible. Trevor, part of you is dying even before your brain goes. Yeah. It's intriguing to watch you decay on the show. So should we have another listen to Trevor's Sonic Enigma? See what on earth yeah. this is, if you know, Texas on 6 And remember, there is a missing sound effect. There's a missing sound effect. Well, what, you do the sound effect now. I'll do the sound effect live. Right, OK. Go on, do right, it now. I'll scrub it, clean it, put it in right now. Squ squeeze it. Oh, there. That's it. In the, right in the corner. There we go. Now do it, do it again. Do it again with the carrot. Put it in. Squeeze it. Oh, there. Oh. Oh, there it is. That's the sound uh, right. Does it? Ooh. All right, we Touch get the idea. Oh. Touch it gently. Trevor. Right, so if you think, well, you know what that is, text on 64046 or email russell.6music at What do you win if you get it right, Russ? You get to come here! No! Um, what? You made a mistake already, Russ. What? We don't get to come here, they get to come there. In Edinburgh. To Edinburgh, we'll yeah. be in Edinburgh Festival. You can come down to the Edinburgh Festival, see us all performing there, it'll be a right laugh. Natalie, you're having a time of your life, and you love <laughs> I am, I am. Are you enjoying it here? Yes. Is it everything you'd hoped it'd be? And more. Really? Everything you'd hoped it'd be more? You've come, you live in France. Yeah. You listen to us online. Yeah. And then you came to see us here. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Just for a laugh? <laughs> yeah, for a laugh. It's nice, isn't it? I'm really glad that you're here. It's lining things up. Are you going to go home straight afterwards? 
later this afternoon. What are you going to do in the meanwhile? Look at Trevor angling for the day. <laughs> oh, stop it. Did Should you, um, did you come this silly. morning or did no, you? No, yesterday. And you stayed in the hotel. Right. Staying there, standing in his pants with his legs covered in black ooze, asking a girl, what are you doing later? No, I'm just kidding. Do you want to come back to my place? No. Them Italians are barely <laughs> twitching now. Stop I've it. polished them right off. Oh. I need more... Young, it's just grist to the mill for Trevor. Trevor, are these right answers, these wrong answers that I have to read out? Can you tell us? Is okay. it Touch by Buster Rhymes? No, it isn't. Never heard of that song. Is it One, Two, Three by the Dave Clark Five? <laughs> doesn't exist. Okay. <laughs> you guys and Trevor, I'm not vain myself, but then again, says Luke, I'm not a fan of a people who dress down like a tramp's a slave. He said Luke's really un PC, isn't he? He's a man. Yeah. Tramp's not right, slave's not right. Yeah. So one day in woodwork class, this beastly looking fella, so one day in woodwork class, he writes it like that, don't he? Like yeah, it's he the narrative Shall. to a detective novel. So one day in woodwork class, this beastly looking guy sits down next to me, probably hadn't showered. Ever. He's even did ellipses there. Ever. Yeah. So when he got up to get his book from the teacher, I splurted some paint on his stool. I hope that means his chair. He then sat down on it. And I hope that means his chair. And didn't realise until it dried. I hope that means his chair. It brightened up his bottom. Definitely. I can't even pretend that that means his chair. Exhilarating, if anything. Toodle. Ooh, says Luke. What kind of life's he living? You've become friends with Luke, haven't you? Not really friends. More enemies. Right. Hello, dog tanyans. Makeup was banned by my parents. Do you live with Quakers? Age 12, I tried to improvise mascara by mixing the contents of a fountain pen with oil from a sewing machine and am now clinically blind. Blimey, what a way to live your life. Is that true? Yeah. That's well, awful. It's probably not true. What about your little um, bit of vanity? When, Which bit? When, well, there's a lot of it, but uh, your wash bag that you go on holiday with, yeah. I once looked in there. What was in it? Well, lots of stuff, odd stuff. Yeah. A spoon. I said, what's that spoon for? Thinking it was a drug thing. Yeah. He goes, no, nah, it's a little trick. <laughs> he uses it as a tongue spoon. What does that mean? What it means is oh, that you, you dirty dirty What it means is people have got a lot of scum on their tongue. Right, and if you don't well, use you a go tongue around spoon, cleaning them up like Jesus. So, sometimes I have to scrape people's tongues before I can put my tongue near their tongue. Yeah, it does. And well, also it, my it's own not for tongue. Him. <laughs> no, it's not. Some people's tongues aren't clean enough, Matthew. It's shocking, in fact. Let's have a look at your tongue. Right now, I'd have my tongue spoon all over That's that. That's because I've had a Rennie. You've had a Renny, oh, I've had a Renny. Yeah. Friend to the French from Matt Morgan, That's polishing them off. That is you who thinks Rennies are called Rennies. Give a Renny. I'd like a Renny, give us a Renny. Other indigestion pills are available. So, okay, right, if you know the answer to Trevor's Sonic Enigma, or if you want to come, in fact, like this competition, right, you can write us a limerick if you want. You can tell us the name of me and Trev's sitcom if you want. Or you can simply go, give me free tickets to Trevor's show. We are so desperate Stop to it. get no, people. In to watch this farce of a career that Trevor Locke is conducting. That we, that if you text us on 64046 and just name an animal or a colour or draw a picture of a family pet, anything, we will let you come and see Trevor Locke because, quite frankly, you're being punished for your kindness. 64046 or email music at bbc.co.uk. Watch on earth shall we listen to now? Stereo Total, I think, is next. Yeah, it's a good song, this one. Is it Trevor? You I, selected this. I, I and this. what drove you to select it, Trevor? Well, because the sound it made when it went into my ears made me feel really happy. Yeah, and I thought, right. I'm gonna share this with And the normally, of, the of course, it must have sound nice relative to the sound of Italian girls screaming or mice well. being crushed underfoot. No. Not screaming in pleasure, Trevor. I let a mouse go yesterday. I let one go. 
What do you mean? You fed one back into the environment? Yes, you spared one? Yes. Like Barabbas? Yeah. Like the Barabbas of the mouse world? I will let this one back. You had nine of them all on lolly stick crucifixes and you let one go to show clemency. What happened to the other mice and how did you have this mouse? I, l- I had it by the leg. Um, oh my god, you sick it thing. Was a cute little mouse. Why did you have it by his leg then? Because it got caught in the trap. You caught. I'm oh, still catching mice. Why are you doing it? He doesn't even put them in his house. He puts them in other people's houses, garden centres, everywhere he goes. He goes around luring For mice. A small in. feet, if you need your, you know, demousing happening, I'll do it. Trevor, I don't like that verb. Trevor, do you need the toilet? You're up and down on Why are you jigging about? Do you need the lavvy, Trevor? tell you what. Go you... in the bin! Look, do one in the litter basket! Just let me explain. If you get face paint and you put it all over your legs and then you go up like that on your tippy toes, it feels mm. nice. It feels like you're wearing really tight stockings. You <laughs> dirty kinky animal. He's got that Fear reference it. point. What do you do to that mouse? Why did you have it by its leg? Well, because I, I, I got in the trap. It's a catch-alive trap. And I thought, well, I'll let you go free, won't I? Why You'll let you it go free? Would you lead it out by its hand? <laughs> Come on, mate! No, because I. I don't like him, they move too quickly and he's got a snail like. So you tail. grab him by his leg? Yeah, it's awful, disgusting. You sick, disturbing. I let him free on the street. Raffi, what have you Raffi, lead singer in the band Sidekick and a lyricist, Marley over there, guitarist, like all lead guitarists, is quite, quite moody, which is a good quality in uh, a lead guitarist who don't give a monkeys. Raffi, what do you think about some of Trevor's conduct? Do you think it's good behaviour? Bad. And uh, <laughs> w- have you got any advice for him? How he could possibly change? Raffi, don't feel under pressure just because there's a man looming over you. Just give up, Trev. <laughs> just give it up. Yeah, That's... You think I should just let the mice population of London escalate willy-nilly? Let it escalate! Oh, you're, what, you're have you ever caught a mouse, Raffi? No. Right, because you are a healthy young man. But I feed my snake. Dead mice. Mice. Good lad, fair enough. You know, so that's that's natural. That's a natural right. pursuit. Yeah. Okay. If you were to let that snake live in a pair of tights that you would then wear, which is the sort of thing Trevor would actually do, let me ask that would be this. a problem. Let me ask you this, Raffi. Don't point at Raffi like that when you're in your pants. <laughs> you, feed, you feed your little snake dead mice. Let me ask you this. Who kills those mice, eh? How you probably, How Trevor. Do you kill them? Do you supply pet shops with mice? No, I don't. I'm not saying it's me. But it I'm is you. It is you. I'm posing a moral question. It is me. It's not a moral question, it's a boast about how many mice you can polish <laughs> off in an afternoon. Text us on 64046, email us at uk. Okay, we've got some wrong answers for the Sonic Enigma. Trevor, Trevor, can you tell if these wrong answers are right or wrong? <laughs> Is it Smooth Operator by Sade? Correct. No, it isn't, Trevor! No, it's not anymore. <laughs> I changed it. How could it have it been used to Smooth be. Operator? It's got the sound of yeah. Trevor Locke. I'm being quite smooth in it. Smugger, smuggling his parts around in his knickers. That's what you think. With, and then with a, an odd noise in the background. Oh. Dave used to be a roadie for Shardy. Dave, director of our TV programme, starting soon on E4, then on Channel 4. Uh, used to be a roadie for Shardy. All the stories he could tell. Apparently, Shardy said he's one of the most vindictive, cruel women in show business. Really? No, he's always said no. she's really lovely. No, no. So right. she's a lovely, beautiful no. person. Matthew, don't be so misanthropic that you want to hear that people are. Be nice, horrible. though, to hear, but, you know. Be nice to hear that she was horrible. Who could we say something horrible about? I wonder. Then where everyone we know is quite nice people, aren't they? Yeah. Alan Carr's going to do a phone call. He's on a train. He just told me that he's read the Mystic Meg. That his uh, star signs said that the Mystic Meg point. Why is he reading Mystic Meg? But he said that in Mystic Meg it goes destiny points to a radio show. So he goes, oh, well, so I thought I'd better do it. So we'll give him a ring in a minute. Wow. Then it's odd, isn't it? Right. Uh, and this is from Darren. Uh, this is a wrong answer for the Sonic Enigma. Is it "Do It Again" by the Beach Boys? No. 
Is it really difficult this week? It's an excellent prize. As Darren from Manchester, it'd be good if someone in Scotland won, so then wouldn't be such aggro, mind you. If but we will fly them to the Edinburgh Festival. We'll we? fly them there. Is that what's happening? No, we were not going to fly you to the Edinburgh Festival. We'll gonna... fly you to the festival if you pay for your ticket in a silver bird. I tell you. Yeah, but you will get accommodation. This person if says, you can find it. is it Lemon and Lime by Herman's Hermits? Yes, it is. Well done. Trevor, that is a wrong answer. Stop okay. wasting everyone's time with your deceit. Okay. Is it George Formby when I'm cleaning windows? Well done. Congratulations. Keith you Roberts are coming to the Edinburgh Shut Festival. your sarcastic little mouth. I mean it. I want that one to come. Who's it by? Keith Roberts from Grays in Essex, where I'm from. All right, I'm Keith, very sorry, Keith. Going, mate. You all right, mate? You weren't correct on this occasion. Trevor's psychotic enema, he's called it. Oh, that's Quite funny. right. Yeah. More wrong answers. Is it the song Orange Juice by Deep Purple? Congratulations. One yucky... Wh wh who is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They didn't put their name because they're embarrassed. Okay. Trevor's legs are actually Deep Purple. It, right, so there's loads of different wrong answers here. Yeah. Trevor, me and Matt think you should go out onto the streets. Why, why don't well, we... You're becoming my pimps now, are you? Matt, no. what should we do when we've sent him out onto those streets? What I think you've got to put your jacket on so it matches your trousers. Okay. Which is the whole genesis of this ridiculous idea. Ridic yes, that is the genesis. He's coming badly dressed. Get out onto the streets, Trevor. Phone us up when you're out there. Go and talk to people. Go, go to a shop. Friend of the show go to a clothes shop, you. like a tailor's or somewhere, or wherever's near. Yeah. Get in there and ask them, do you have... Uh... These in a size 12. <laughs> go, I want these in a size 12. I want mine, Mr. Only I've diddled myself. <laughs> Say I've diddled myself. I want to hear you say those words to a tailor. I've, I've diddled, diddled myself. I say, go in there and go, look. I'll what does that mean? I don't know. Okay. Just get out there in the world and say, I've did practice, Trevor, because I don't want you nausing it out when you're out go there. To a I've diddled shop. myself. Trevor, Good girl. Trevor, go to a clothes shop and say, have you got a blazer that matches these trousers? Have you got a blazer that and matches And do trousers. this on the phone, live to the I've studio. I've diddled myself. Say, I've diddled myself. Get out that. there, Trevor. Do okay. say it, okay. Trevor. <laughs> Listen to Russell Brand on Six Music. I'm here with Matt Morgan. We've got various guests. A young band called Sidekick the are young, they're nine, they are, bless them, they're really good, Sadie's here, Zoe's here, Dave Skinner, director of our TV shows here, Natalie, competition winner's here, Trevor Locke's not here because he's out in the world like the pervert he is with his legs painted black. Why has he done that? What's wrong with him? We we've given him everything and he just wanders out into the world with his legs painted black saying he, he wants to express himself and gestured at his own midriff. Okay, so um, Alan Carr's on the phone to have a chat with us, you alright Alan? Yes, I'm on the floor of a silver link train. Why are you on the floor of a silver link, Alan? What's going on? Was life beating you down that low? <laughs> well, I came down to London and then I'm I'm on the silver link and there's no seats. So I'm sitting. If the trolley comes along, I'm. You're I'm likely to be without a paddle. You, I tell you, you'll be mowed over. You'll lose a limb, Alan. You should d demand due to your status, aren't you entitled to a seat? I mean, I think being on Friday Night Project that's akin to being a pregnant woman. You should be able to go. I want a bloody chair. I mean, my face means nothing on Silverlink. Uh, if your face isn't currency on Silverlink, I think Silverlink <laughs> need to look at their policy. Other trains are available, of course. You could get a Virgin train or one of them other types of ones. Alan, you agreed. You, um, like, so I phoned you up. Oh I didn't my God. What's happening? Alan, what, are you all right? Gone in the tunnel. Oh Christ! We could lose Alan. Alan, tell us why you agreed to come on the show. Tell us the Mystic Meg thing. Oh, we've lost him. He'll Tom. come back, though. He was you, so, tell him, you tell that story. He was so young, he had so much to give. No. <laughs> His flame had only just begun to burn, Matt. And it's been snuffed out so soon. The, the way he did it was so portentous, he just went, Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going into a tunnel. Well, Alan, you know, I've read the stories. I've heard the accent. Oh, Russell. Oh, come on. I'm only mucking about. I love that, lad. So, um, yeah, because he, he read in Mystic, he said, he goes, Oh, I read my stars in Mystic Meg, and it said, it said I should do, uh, it said that radio is going to reach out and touch me. So, like, so that's why I called back. Have you got him again, Adam? 
Alan, are you back? Russell, I went through a tunnel. Oh, it was yes. very scary. <laughs> you should learn to expect <laughs> things like that on a train. Don't see it as a supernatural experience. <laughs> oh, phew. Thanks for sorting that out for me. <laughs> I'll always be... Alan, any time you think that you're encountering the paranormal, but it's in fact just the feat of engineering, I will be there to guide you through that. Either the paranormal or a seizure, but thank God you, um, you sorted it out for I'm me. Yes. Anyway, I'm fine. I went and saw Madonna last night. Was she any good? Fantastic. I was so close. You know, a gussy of that leotard, it was that close to his face. It was amazing. Well, I'd have thought that would have been to you an, an anathema. Or something like that. I thought that was against everything you stand for. I don't mind. She's an icon for one of the gays. Do you know that? Yeah, I've heard that. Like, well, so it's like her gusset. It could almost be a dinkle of some form to the gay community. It's like Lords, you have to visit it once in your lifetime. What, okay. um, <laughs> what, what, what would you ask to be cured of, though, Alan? You're in, you're in such fun. I mean, if you okay, could yeah, have yeah, a dab of the gusset. Sorry, all my gay brothers. Blimey. <laughs> So, Alan, what, is it, what did Mystic Meg say in her, in her horoscopic column? Well, that's why I got your message. I thought, well, and then I was looking at Mystic Meg and she says, um, Gemini, that's me. I'm a Gemini. Des Destiny links to a radio phone-in. And I thought, well, I must do it. And I love your show anyway. Thank and I thought, you. well, that's two reasons to, two to come reasons. on your show. Destiny and the fact that you love it on an aesthetic level. Sadie Frost here. She's a Gemini and all. I'm a Gemini. What's your actual birthday, Alan? June the 14th. I'm June the 4th. What's your Sadie? 19th. 19th! She bellows across <laughs> the room. 19th! I'm not being left out of this. Alan, we've been in a cursory way talking about uh, the subject of vanity. Are you a vain man? Do you have any vain rituals or vain routines? Do you have anything waxed, anything plucked, anything preened? Have you got anything you're self-conscious well, about? What's the point when you're sitting on the bottom of a train carriage? You know no. I mean? I could be waxed. <laughs> Beautiful right. Botox, and no one had looked twice. Would they? Oh, they think I'm a vagrant. I've got all the Sunday papers around me. Looks like me bedding. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you're living in a gerbil cage, you poor sod. Is that... And I've got the stars open on me lap, so people think, oh, bless him, he wants a better future, you know. <laughs> he's just groping, he's clashing at straws, that boy, hoping that Mystic Meg can show him the light, you poor sausage. Terrible <laughs> well, to if any Aries are listening, she says that Destiny puts your face on screen, so, um. Blimey. Hitler was an <laughs> Aries, we could see his type rise again. What kind of vile <laughs> propaganda campaign can we preempt there? Oh, Alan, you've been a dream. But it's like talking to someone travelling through Calcutta a hundred years ago. I imagine you're next to some chickens or something. Poor sod. It's terrible the way you're living. Where are you going? Well, you've been to London to see Madonna, now you're going what, back to Manchester? Back to Manchester, yeah. Are you on tour? I'm going to be mum and dad's for Sunday dinner and then I'm going up to Manchester. Oh, that's nice that you live that kind of domestic life. Are you on tour? Are you, is you, are you doing your stand-up show on tour? Yeah, I'm starting September the 17th. I'm two two months all over the place, so uh, oh. I am really all over the place. So have a look um, if you want to come along and see me. And, well, yeah, it, it's a good show. Is I there think. a website, Alan, where people could look? Pardon? How can people find out? They can't just look at their horoscopes and try and find oh, out where Alan um, Carr is, or, um, or just well, scour Mr. the trains of the company. Hello. Hello. Go on, what did Mystic Meg say? Mystic Meg says go to www.offthecurb.co.uk and that's got all the dates on it. Right, if you want to find out where Alan Carr's performing, alternatively you could just get a Silverlink train and just look underneath the seats for him cowering <laughs> among newspapers <laughs> drenched in his own wee-wee. Yeah. Poor sausage. Um, we've sent... Do you, do you know Trevor Locke, Alan? 
Who? Trevor Lock. No, that's what I felt when I first heard his name. I was like, oh. No, um, don't ring a bell. No, no, we, we should do like our lepers used to. But like what he does is um, like he works on this radio show with us and he's gone out into the street with his legs painted black trying to find, well, trying to find some solace in the world. He's an unusual oh. character. Is this the sort of behaviour that you would endorse or would you seek to stamp it out? Oh, and what reception is he getting out there? Well, I mean, we've not spoken to him yet, but I, I imagine he's unpopular and unwelcome, to tell you the truth. <laughs> He'll That's be loathed. <laughs> He'll be as welcome as Oswald Mosley down Brick Lane, I should think. Um, Alan, it's been lovely talking to you, and I think he's been cut off just at that moment by Silverlink. Well, maybe Mr. Meg was right. The awkward goodbye. Could have been gone. an awkward goodbye there, but frankly, thankfully he was sucked up by a tunnel, and that's, the, that's Alan Carter. I wonder Cardio. how Trevor is getting on. Well, let's have a little listen to a song, then we'll give Trevor a bell. What should we listen to, Matthew? Uh, mm, there's a lot of trails, a lot of stuff. Oh, going some on. more live stuff from that. A live? Sunday Is it the Proclaimers? Thing. Proclaimers. The yeah. Proclaimers live. Look at Matt's face just collapsed there. We're gonna I feel abused. You feel abused? That? Yeah. Well, you know, this is, this is all part it's of it. It's got to be 500 miles, isn't it? Well, I don't know. It, what, it is. It is. It is. It is 500 miles. Yeah. It, that, it, I thought it was a novelty song, but it isn't. People, that's a song. <laughs> I know, what did you think it was like, Agadoo, or Welcome to Blobbyland? Yeah, I thought it was a joke, I thought it was an act, those right. two. You thought they were mucking about? No, no they mean serious it. Proclaimers are serious people. Yeah. Trevor uh, is writing their biography at the moment. He's obsessed with I can with imagine that, he's got the same glasses. He's got the same glasses, he's got the same outlook. I wouldn't, not did you notice, that. as he left, like the hairs on his legs all matted with paint, like the back of a sheep? Yeah, it's horrible to watch, wasn't it? Yeah, like all cut. All, all, all chewed up. Shuffled off. Like around a cow's back passage. Why does he do these things? What's wrong with him? We'll give him a ring, we'll find we'll out what find he's up that. to after this song. Okay. After this, rock and roll classic. <laughs> Let's lose ourselves. I just hope I don't go back on the smack with the giddy <laughs> rock and roll euphoria. So, uh, Raffi has dressed himself up in Trevor's trousers. You right? Uh, what's it feel like wearing them? Um... It's quite comfortable. Oddly comfortable. What'll happen is, though, Trevor Locke's personality might start to overtake you, Raffi. <laughs> That's what worries me. Are you feeling like you'd like to kill animals? No. Good, good. That means they've not taken hold yet. If you saw an Italian girl, what would you do? Walk away. Walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the, the, the power of those trousers has not yet taken hold of young Rafferty. That's a blessing. Trevor Locke is out there. I believe he is in a popular retail outlet. Trevor, are you there? It's Karen. Trevor stood next to me, uh, still semi-naked, trying to find tighter trousers. Right, OK. Not tight is he talking to people, Kieran? He is. He's interacting, yeah, but everyone's a bit confused. Of course confused. I, I dare say. Kieran, pass yeah. over the phone to Trevor Locke. We need to know exactly yeah. what he's doing. Trevor. Yes. Trevor, what, Hello? Tre Trevor, what, what are, you, are doing? you doing? Well, I've them in the shop, right? You told me to be. What? We never said anything. Get back to the studio. What are you... Right, say to someone, say, say I'm wearing these trousers because I diddled myself. Say excuse it to me. a person. Excuse, excuse me, James. Can I put you over to uh, Russell Brand on the six No, music? no, Trevor! I'm wearing these... No, you know I'm wearing these trousers. James? Hello, James. I'm Russell. Are you all right, mate? Yeah, I'm okay, Russell. How are you? I'm very well. Are you working in a shop today, are you? Oh, yeah. Right, working away in Topman Well, there are other shops are available. Ones that are quite <laughs> very better. Um, like, James, ask Trevor, ask, tell Trevor he's got something to say to you and make him say it loud enough that we can pick it up on the phone that you're holding. Okay, Trevor, you, you've got something to say to me over the phone? Look, the reason I'm doing this is because I diddled myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I haven't got any trousers. I diddled myself. Tell That's him why to I've got shout it out in the shop. I diddled myself. What do you think of that? 
Trevor, shout it loud so everyone in the shop can hear. Shout it out. Shout it out, Trevor. Really loud, Trevor. And don't mention Russell Brand. I myself. Louder, Trevor. I'm wearing these. Fantastic. The customers are all walking away now in Top Man. <laughs> well, Tell him to know. go up the escalator, shouting it. Go up, Trevor, <laughs> shout I diddled myself. You need to shout you diddled yourself. I've diddled myself. <laughs> I've diddled myself. <laughs> Trevor! Trevor, why are you doing that? You show off. Trevor, you're, it's really our attention seeker. Is this about your childhood? James, how, what does Trevor look like? Could you describe him for us? Yeah, yeah, he's got um, a short block jacket on. He looks very um, smart at the top half. And yes. then he's got these legs? kind of streaky black legs. Right, his legs, are, what's on them? Paint? Paint, yeah, oh, dribbling. I don't know what's happening with it. And he's got some smart shoes on. What's written on the back of his thighs there? What's written on the back of your thighs, Trevor? What's nothing. It? There's nothing written on the back of his thighs. Yeah, we're we're over. Over. They did you say can freak. see something there that makes sense. You're mental. Someone <laughs> painted Raffi went to the trouble of painting freak on his thighs, and some fiend painted <laughs> over it. Okay, um, so uh, right, while he's there, what else should we get Trevor to do while he's there? I don't know. I suppose he's Trevor, get into the ladies' changing rooms. <laughs> Trevor, give the James. Can you give the phone to Trevor, please? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, mate. Trevor, you all right, Trev? I'm all right. I feel I've alienated myself in Topshop. Of course you have, Trevor. This is what's going to happen. That's why you must always stay with me and Matt. We can protect you from how people think of you. Now, now, you must go to the changing rooms now, Trev. Yeah. The ladies' changing rooms. Go to the ladies' changing rooms. Yeah, go into the ladies' changing rooms and say, I need some knickers. I've wet my knickers. I need some knickers because I've wet my knickers. Yeah, go. You won't do it. Go to the ladies' changing room. Okay. There'll be a woman at the door, she'll try and stop you. Elbow her aside. <laughs> Say you've only got one item and point to your legs. Say you've only got one item and point to your legs, Trev. Say that's my only item. <laughs> okay, I'm going down the escalator now. You're going down the escalator. What a sight that must be for the people there. Uh, I've been spotted by security. What you need to be spotted by is insecurity, Trevor. If they're an insecurity firm there, they could perhaps take hold of you. Yeah. What have I got to shout? You're saying they're a bit more careful in Topshop, they're not quite as understanding. What have I got to say? Just shout, I've, keep shouting, I've diddled myself. I've diddled myself. Say, so these are my new knickers, because I've diddled myself. Do I get a discount? Shout it really loud, Trevor. Really loud. I've wet myself. I've diddled myself. Do I get a discount? These are my new knickers. Shout it dead loud, Trev. Okay. These are my new trousers. I've diddled Good boy. <laughs> Tell him to pull stuff off the shelves and throw it around. Pull some stuff off the shelves, Trevor. Throw it around. I'm seriously testing, testing the the. Uh, Trevor, Trevor, I want this to be thrown out of Topshop. Trevor, uh, to at this time top it's, shop, it's right to test security measures. It's right to test security in these dangerous, fragile times. We need to know that people are vigilant, Trevor. Throw they're some not. stuff they're around. The, the, the security man is walking away from me. He's terrified. Well, he's useless. He's trying to avoid. He's hoping someone else is going to spot me and take this on the responsibility. This could be a campaign of, of, some, of vile terror. Trevor, pull some things off the shelves. Do something mad. Trevor, pull things off the shelves. And shout. I've, I've, I've picked up a bra. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, you're not instructed to do that. You're a maverick. You're like Colonel Kurtz in a oh, yes. now. You're out of control. I'm Spin it above your head. You're holding a bra? Yeah. Spin it above your head and challenge security. Spin it above your bra and say, do you think I'm a sexy girl, boys? Excuse me. Uh, I need some lipstick to make me more, look more like a lady. Who uh, you saying that to, me? Trevor? I think he thinks we're, we're not listening anymore. Trevor! Not who are, you getting, who are you saying that to? I'm saying it to the uh, the man who's on the makeup. The man who's on the makeup. Yeah. Sounds What's your name? Excuse me. Vivian. Vivian. Give me right. to Vivian, please. Vivian, do you mind speaking to Russell Brand from the Look BBC? Him doing all that consent stuff, isn't he a little square? You little no, 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 I can't. 
can't speak Vivian's to you. Vivian's not a man. Vivian, Trevor, you've got to learn the difference between men and women one of these days. Vivian can't speak to you. Next lesson will be she's, where she's children come from. Cards. Trevor, what you want, shout some stuff out for us now. Just shout out the contents of your subconscious. Uh, houses, dogs. And I'm, there. Then I'm going. I'm going now. This is terrible. I've ruined it. I have to move countries. <laughs> Trevor, uh, I've been I'm, I'm been taken by the arm. Look into it's Vivian's man, face, Trevor. Look into the face no, of Vivian and shout. I've diddled myself. Shoes. Sir, you've diddled yourself. I'm gone. sorry about that. He's mad. Trevor, sorry, I won't do it again. Shout that you've diddled yourself. Alright. Trevor! I'll put it out! Yep. Get him back. Oh no. What's wrong with him? What a way to behave. I think he's been thrown out by security. I don't know what he's doing. He's such a disappointment. Sadie Frost, you're involved in the world of fashion, aren't you? Sometimes. You saw how Trevor was dressed. What did you make of it? Um, he just. It was just a bit off putting his boxer shorts, actually. They're a bit tight. And the legs all painted? Yeah. Why would anyone seek to go out like that? I don't know. I think um, he's trying to upstage you a bit, isn't he? It's a cry for help. He's Pe trying to upstage you. People do say you. You he painted those trousers on. Yeah, people say that to me a lot. You, Rafi, you think he wants attention? Yep. <laughs> and do you think that that's the right way to go about it? Mm, no. How should Trevor go about getting attention? What do you think he should do? Is there something more creative? Write a song like Rafi. Write a song like Rafi. That's a good way of looking at the attention he's getting. I think he's a nice, sensitive guy, Trevor. I think he's quite cute. I think he'd make quite a good boyfriend. Are you Trevor? Are you joking? Who too? Rafi, would he? <laughs> no way. He'd be an awful. You wouldn't want him loitering around your house, would you? Trevor Lott, That's with his legs painted. Be awful, wouldn't it? The last thing you want. No, he's not. He's a Sadie, don't use this as a forum to flirt with Trevor Lock. Honestly, <laughs> you will regret it. Because if something, because he's a very desperate man, he'll respond to that. Right. Honestly, look, you can do a lot better. You could do a lot better by wandering the streets, just kicking homeless people and asking them to love you. Honestly, yeah. Trevor Lock. Imagine that something. in Heat magazine with a man with painted, painted legs. Painted legs. Yeah, can you imagine? Yeah, it's, it's not a little bit scraping the barrel. Isn't it? Last yeah. week, scraping outside the barrel. It's scraping, <laughs> scraping the guns that they wouldn't even put in the barrel because it stank. Uh, that, that's what that's doing. <laughs> Six Music. Listen to Russell Brand on Six Music. I'm here with all manner of people. Matt Morgan's pressing the buttons. You're right, Matthew. Yeah, I've got a delay on my headphones now. Well, Have you got it? it? Yeah, yeah it's mean, weird. Oh, there's a delay. There's a technical problem. Take the cans off. We can hear ourselves in the recent past. Trevor Locke is back in the studio. Are you right, Trev? Yeah, I'm all right. It was an unusual experience trying to get thrown out of Topshop. It's impossible to get thrown well, out. Well, they weren't throwing That's terrible, isn't it? Really? Yeah. You I were. Why that is? They were scared of me. They were. They were clearly aware of my presence and that I was uh, unorthodox. Because you're, you're all caked in all sort of mud and weirdness, know, aren't you? How did that happen? So yeah, people outside look really confused. Yeah. So like the, what they're hearing is odd. Was it? Was there? Is there a problem out there? No, no. They're just confused about my legs. I think. It's okay. Yeah. So it was a bit weird, was it? In Topshop, other shops are available. Very weird. Very uncomfortable. Um, yeah. I think it's because you're smartly dressed. They won't throw you out. I think it's if you look smartly sort of... dressed. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, you're His like, legs are painted. Top Matthew, off. what kind of barometer have you got for sartorial elegance? No, he's that, true. that creature over there with cack up his thighs. Stop it. I don't know the way the paint is cracked and dried. Nor do I. It looks like sort of some sort of tribal makeup, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It's really horrible. It looks better actually like this, I think. It looks somehow justified. Doesn't it? It, it looks like it's my religion. Justifiable. What is your religion, Trev? What kind of god is it that you worship? Well. So, Trev, where, um, you've noticed that your trousers and bag are gone. Yeah, where, what have you done with them? I haven't gone to that. Gay sauna again. Sent to a <laughs> Raffi sent him to a gay sauna. You haven't. <laughs> <laughs> now, where, where, where have they gone? Seriously. Raffi. I need that stuff. 
It's up to you whether you give Trevi stuff. They're in the recycling bin. They're in the recycling <laughs> bin. Although, who would seek to recycle a pair I'm of your trousers? Rafa, you're a young lad. You're easily impressionable, and you know he wore those skin. trousers. He wore those he wore trousers. He was a role model. Poor. Seriously, there are I'm other a good people. role model for this boy. Even in this room, there are other people that are better role models. Than there me. are not. I understand, you know, but next time, really. Trevor, stop standing there with cack up your fires trying to be a good role model to a ten-year-old boy. It's, just, it's a shocking sight. You've put this muck on my legs. Trevor, the day I put muck on your legs will be the day I die, sunshine. How are you going to get home like that? Are you going to just put your trousers on over it? Uh, what, what if you're in an accident? <laughs> it looks like he's already had one. We've got been sent some limericks and stuff here. There once was a, this is from Sebastian. He goes, there once was a weirdo called Trevor. He thought he was incredibly clever. Russell laughed in his face, then put him in his place, then did something with a feather. Sebastian from Manchester, you can come and see Trevor's show if you fancy it. Trevor, where's your show going to be? It's at the Edinburgh Festival. It's in the wine bar at the Gilded Balloon. It's on at four o'clock next Sunday. Going to be brilliant. Me and Matt are going to be there. We're going to cause quite a scene. Let me tell you. Here's another lim limerick. This one's from Curtis Seaton. Curtis, prepare yourself. This is a really brilliant bit of poetry, says this person. There once was a man with light jeans whose friends decided his fashion sense was sheer beans. That doesn't scan. They bullied and bullied him until he thought his name was Tim and he got his legs painted by boys who weren't even yet teens. Curtis, that is not a good rhyme. It's not, and you're not getting tickets. He's having tickets. Trevor, that no, young man's poetry. I don't want him in. If Us. you read that poem out on stage, it would be the highlight of the show. So, no. Curtis, you're going to have tickets to Trevor's show if you want it. No, you can't, Curtis. Curtis, quite frankly, there's nothing. Nothing to see. You'd be better off sat at home writing badly scanning poetry. But you are welcome to go and see the show if you want. You can sit right next to me and Matt because you sound like a lovely fella. I'm looking forward to this show, Trev. What can we expect? You can expect laughs, mate. It's going to be a farce. Here's another limerick from Matt Whitby. This is a, like, he's written a limerick that's nothing to do with anything. There once was a small boy from New York who was continually poked with a fork. It became too much. He flinched when he touched. He now lives in a shed in court. Right? That's not these it. people are not coming to see my They're show. coming, Trevor. They're not. You will welcome them with open arms. I will not. You will welcome them. There's another one here from Dawn Chapman. Oh, oh Dawn Chapman. Oh. Trevor, you look shocking. You deserve to be dragged through the streets by a pack of wild horses. Russell, you're a divine prophet of clothery and fashion as always. Matt, hi. Interesting way of addressing nice. us all there from Dawn Chapman. Didn't rhyme. Anything. Didn't rhyme, but if you want, tickets to the show. Trevor, yeah, what's the problem? Nice. Oh, no, it's fine. Come along. Come along. Can I give out the phone number for, for normal people that are sensible? These people are normal. These they are, are normal. listeners of this show that you should be treated with respect, Trevor. No. So perhaps giving them tickets to your show is not the best way to treat them. <laughs> That's a sort of a punishment. Yeah, read the box office number. 0131 gets you into the Edinburgh area. 6668. You're not Alexander Graham Bell. I have this new device. It's called a telephone box machine. By pressing these digits, you can talk to an uncle or aunt from any time in the social spectrum. Oh, you foolish braggart. That is exactly <laughs> how it works. 0131, Edinburgh. 6668. Cowgate, 1633, Gilded Balloon Wine. You don't have to break it down, people don't care what the digits mean. They do, mean. they want to know when they're, they're programming a robot. They, when they're pressing those buttons, it's a meaningless thing unless they know what they're pressing into. Trevor, what is a meaningless thing? It's the whole way you conduct yourself. And I think you've stuffed something down the front of your pants because I've seen <laughs> yeah, your genitals before. Yeah. What's down there? My little fellas. That's In disgusting. addition to that, you've put socks down there, haven't you? <laughs> Trevor, if people Matthew, can expect... investigate his pants. I do not want right. to touch that area. <laughs> what have you got down your trousers? Don't pull it. It's a dinkle and some testicles. And a tampon! <laughs> <laughs> you are a very unusual boy. It's but best to take to precautions. You. Okay, that's what you don't need to take. 0131 Trevor. Trevor. They go on sale tomorrow. 
Beautiful boy. Trevor, if you can drag Thank a phone number out and make, like, a phone number last 10 minutes, what can we expect of this show? That's what it's going to be, be in, guys. Oh, 0161, if you're outside Manchester, you'll be in saying that for about half hour. Okay, should we wrap up the Sonic Enigma, Matthew? Yeah, we've got, we got, we got a winner on the line, haven't we? Right, this person we already know has won, but see if we can actually build up tension, even though you know this person's already won. Hello, mate. Hello. Hello, you right, Ross? Hello, mate, what's your name? It's Paul. Hello, Paul, how's it going? Good, thanks. Yeah, very good. Are you, have you been enjoying listening to Trevor's devious behaviour? Yes, I have, yeah, as usual, yeah. I think he was enjoying that a bit much, though. He was, he was enjoying it. He's getting into it. Very unpleasant. Do you, think, um, do you think that you'd like to come and see Trevor's one-hour show at the Gilded Balloon Wine Bar next Sunday at four o'clock? If I have to. No, you don't, you mate. Don't have it's to, up to you. With that attitude, you're very unlikely to be invited. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, you are in no position to pick and choose your audience, mate. Mate, if there are people there sheltering from the rain, you should welcome them with a biscuit. <laughs> so, okay, so you've uh, you've been listening to the Sonic Enigma, have you, Paul? I have, yeah. And what do you think what is the answer to that enigma? I believe it's a uh, juice box by the stroke. Is that the right answer, Trev? My heavens, it, it's very close. Well, hooray <laughs> for that! Let's create atmosphere in a studio! Yeah, woo! Wow, crazy! Yeah, woo! And listen I mean, to that belated atmosphere. Unbelievable. Against, this is a triumph of good over evil, Paul. You are like... You can't be sarcastic now. Trev, why are you sarcastic I'm not being sarcastic. This has won my competition. I'm grateful to him. And yet, when, you, when we said, would you like to come and see your show at the Gilded Balloon next week, you treated him like a dog. I did, and I enjoyed it. You I did. was joking, Trev. I was joking. So as you're well. going to come and see it, mate. And you're going to be in the studio up in Edinburgh as well. Definitely, yeah. Bring people Wicked. along, mate. Where, where are you from? Where do you live? I live in Whitby, so it's quite it's actually closer to Edinburgh than London. Oh, right. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, Bring some true. people up. Bring some people up, mate, as well. Come in a camper van. Trevor, oh, yeah, you're not in a position to prescribe how people travel. Nine. But nine. no more. Cool. No more than nine. You can bring nine people. Okay. Nine, but you may travel in whatever way you see fit. Don't feel obliged to travel in a camper van because Trevor's got a fantasy about Scooby-Doo, the dirty <laughs> article that he is. Okay, okay, well done. You've got juice box there, Paul. We'll be playing that now. You take care. See you next cool. week, mate. See you and your nine week. friends. Right, ta-da, old bean. Right, so he, he's unraveled your enigma. That's another... Poor soul out there that's going to have to be counsel through life. Right, so listen to Juicebox now. That was the answer to that enigma. I don't know how it was, Trev. How, how, how did that little racket? You don't know how it was. And why no, does it have to be a mechanical oh, sound? Well, because I was juicing various different fruits and vegetables into a box. It sounded I? like you were juicing yourself. Oh, but so why was there a me mechanical sound? That that's you... what a juicer sound makes, isn't it? That's what a, ju a juicer is a, is, a, is a machine. Do your impression of a juicer again. This hour is going to fly by. This hour. Trevor locked in his impressions of I various do household appliances. It's not impressions. It's not impressions. No. Just, but you do the, such a lovely juice box. I, I know, I do. I should do. Well, maybe that's next year's Edinburgh show. So you know. just, I think next year I you're not going to be invited back, Trev. Oh, I've right. got a feeling this might be your one and only. Oh, I mean, a, a thought and a prayer. You're right, Trev. Why have you got your hands on your hips? Well, it's somewhere to put them in it. No, yeah. I suppose so. Yeah. Okay, right. So, so, oh, what a show it's been. Should we, Matt? Yes. Would you like to do a cultural review? Yes, of my own evening that oh. I put on. Oh, God, have, you, have you made a jingle for it? No. Right, I'll do one live. Oh, I'm having a party! Oh, God, I'm scared. It's not going right. Oh, I don't want those people to come. Oh, help me, help me. I feel alone. You're not playing the right kind of record. Here's Matt Morgan's cultural review. It was a bit like that. <laughs> I learned a lesson about flyering. Go on. Yeah.
do some. <laughs> do flyering. Do flyering. Why? Well, generally, let people know there is a night going on. Don't right. expect people to wander in. Did you want more people to come to your night then? Yeah, it was good though. In the end, yeah, it was all right. I mean, it was, you know. But did, what did you learn about it? You learned do. I learned that I don't actually like DJing. Why? Because it's stressful. It's like people come and talk to you when you're trying to watch the, you know, the time going down. It's basically just watching the time going down on the song. You can't enjoy it. Right. And then people come and talk decrease. to you and go, oh, they don't, don't even want to request stuff. They just come and talk to you. And it's like, you. you know, when you first, well, you don't know, but when you first pass your driving test and all you've got to do is drive and then you yeah. pick up your mate and then they keep talking to you and you can't really listen. So you have to go, oh, I was rude to people. I said, can you just please give me some space to Did do you? this? Yeah. You turned into a little I, Madonna at your Yeah, day. I didn't like it. But then when I was a bit more drunk and uh, later now on. that's the answer, isn't it? That, yeah. Drink more alcohol, you might find happiness. Is that the message? No, I just remember it. When I was relaxed, it was all right. But when I was worrying about it and there was a sound problem, but um, every, like the Queen's Noise were brilliant. People of Germs were brilliant. My friend Matt DJ'd as well. Everyone was brilliant. They it was played. a strange atmosphere, I thought. Trevor, watching Trevor Lock floundering around the joint. Why were you I wasn't floundering around the joint? You were odd. You were like, you look like a sort of like uh, Alan Bennett playing Inspector Clouseau, trying to resolve some sort of mystery that existed mainly in your own mind. What were you doing? You were just ra was, every time I saw you, I saw you rushing about old note. Pad as if you're trying to investigate. You all got a notepad. He had a notepad. He was trying to. Um, he was trying to do. He was dancing. He was getting into it. I what were you doing? A, yeah, I was boogieing. You didn't want boogie. That, that was. I only played my boogie behind this microphone. Oh, hey, I was like a dignitary. I walked around. I, I pressed flesh. I shook people's hands. I was kind. Yeah, go and buy the Observer today because there's an article by me on Observer magazine oh, about Keith you, Richards. But anyway, let's get in review. Oh, yeah. Is that out already? Uh, so I'm going to do that night again. The the management were pretty happy with it. I think people. Spent a lot of money at the bar, probably to get over the bad atmosphere. <laughs> trying to drink themselves happy. Well, no, I'm going to be doing it again. I don't like that person's dreams. He shouldn't have been allowed in. Who's a? I wasn't like that. I was letting anyone in. in the end, the bouncer yeah. didn't let me in to begin with. Didn't well, want me to go not. in. I did. Put a, I did give him a picture of you. I said, do not <laughs> let him anywhere near it. He said I wasn't allowed to wear my tie. Really? Yeah, he said, what are you, do we allow ties? That little conference, do we allow ties? It's a metal yeah, club. Yeah. Huh? Why did you turn up in a tie? Mate, I'm my own man. I'm not he was wearing nothing else, no we should point out. He yeah. turned up in that tie like it was an arrow pointing to his own tampon-enhanced ghoulies. It was long enough to cover any embarrassment. <laughs> well, yes, Trevor. I'm, alas, that pause was not But anyway, heavy. thanks for coming, everyone who came. G came. This is not a cultural review. This is just you, like you reading your memoirs out. I've not been busy. I haven't had time to go anywhere else this week. I, had time I thought anywhere. you went to the British Museum. I went to the British Museum. What Do you want me to review that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's like? my rock night on the British Museum. What am I going to culturally what, review? Culture, Come on. Well, just let's see something reviewed. What is the British Museum like? Uh, two full of people. Right. Yobbo, isn't he? He's a yob. Go on. Well, no, it's two, two full of people. The only exciting thing that happened was they said there was a bag being left somewhere. I thought, oh, we're about to be evacuated. This is exciting. Someone came and claimed the bag. Well, so what, you, well, you, were, it was so, you were so bored you were hoping for a terrorist attack. Is that, yeah. that is your review of the British Museum? You in a way. You prefer to be under a reign of terror? In a way. No, it's good. It's interesting to go around and look at the stuff Rocks, the British Empire skeletons. went around the world stealing stuff. Yeah. We'll have those marbles. It's funny it's called the British Museum, isn't it? Because there stuff is nothing that is British in there. Oh, there's some Matt Celtic Morgan stuff. stomping around in a Union Jack shirt, <laughs> wishing there'd be a terror attack to confirm his views on hot topics on, like you, immigration. Russell used to look at a plane in the sky and go, wouldn't it be amazing if that blew up? Not if that, I didn't want the people to blow up, I just no, thought it looked good. You'd love and to. I was on drugs, under the drug umbrella, can't empathy, do me for empathy. it. Don't think things like that now, think it's probably wrong. Mr. G is here, he is now going to wrap up the show with a poem. Mr. G, let's welcome him with the atmosphere. <laughs> 
Gee, okay, what have you written a poem about? I've written a poem about vanity. Vanity is a topic of the show that we didn't really touch upon because we realised once we started it that it didn't provide us with content. Let's, let's hear a poem on that subject. <laughs> You're so vain, you probably think this poem's about you. Nice start. Mm. It's funny because before the glamour, the enormous headlines, the TV and the fame, it was crazy performances to shocked audiences and debauchery on stage. And as Narcissus bore witness to his reflection in ancient lakes, self-obsession had its inception and vanity was created. It's not about you. It has been stated that if anyone needed a makeover, it had to be Trev. Great Trevor. trousers needed a paint over, so we got black paint for his legs. Shame about his flat back head, because he lacks that <laughs> How can you visit a barber and get left a pig for your backpack instead? It's summer Sunday, and maybe one day we'll see young sidekick booked and come play, as 500 oh, miles caused Matt to cry and had him heading for the runway. And the sight of Trevor dancing down the aisles had shop security contemplating gunplay. Hopefully his show will raise a few more smiles, but sadly, I see it going one way. Thank you very much. Mr. James! Predicting failure for Trevor Locke and the Edinburgh Festival Grim Prophecies. One way is up. One way. The only way is up for yeah, Trevor yeah, and yeah, the ads. Hey. Yeah. Trev, I, yes, Russ. I don't know if you know this, Trevor. I don't know if I know it I, either. Uh, no, I don't think what you do. What do I not know? That actually, Trevor, I have very deep feelings for you. Oh, do you? Of loathing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what a relief. And yeah, I know. I wouldn't tip us off there. Me and Matt have long treasured your friendship yeah. in an ironic way. Okay. And bullying is wrong. There shouldn't be any actual bullying. Rafi, you can be a spokesman on bullying. What is your views on bullying? Let's trust a nine-year-old boy to say something responsible. It's bad. Good. Boy, Raffi, well done. I like the way you dragged him by his neck. Do you want a statement on bullying? Come here. Are you sunshine? Get over here. Oh, kick your head in. Yeah, ironically, I did bully him into doing a bullying statement. Oh, Brilliant. Was no, we do we do love Trevor. We, you know, it's all it's just in jest, isn't it? We're just, well, I mean, I, I mean, let me say this. I do like seeing Trevor suffer. But is that bad? Is that a crime? Yeah. And like, you know, and what better opportunity to see him suffer than <laughs> next Sunday, four o'clock, Gilded Balloon Wine Bar, Edinburgh Festival. I'm up there as well, but tickets are all sold out for me. Even though there's thousands upon thousands of them. Whereas Trevor's, we're having to drag in people who've written poems about York and cork and pork. Come and see that show. I liked that poem. I thought it was good. And also, I don't know if there are tickets left, but I'd like to... I recommend going to see Trevor. Me and Matt will be there. It'll be a right royal laugh. G, you coming yes. out to Edinburgh this year? Yeah, man, I'll get up there. G's going to be there. Matt's going to be there. We're doing the radio show from there next week. Natalie, thank you very much. Sonic Enigma winner. You've been fantastic. Have you enjoyed the experience or has it been harrowing and dark? It's been great. Thank you very much for saying that. Rafi and Marley from Sidekick, have you enjoyed it? Yeah. Good boys, you've been fantastic. I predict bright futures for these lads. Sadians, only God knows who can help them. <laughs> Kieran's here as always. Bless that boy. Dave Skinner, our director. Adam, our producer. What a wonderful show it's been. Are the Manics going to take us out? I think so. With suicide is painless. Oh, if only that were true, that we could get shot of Trevor within half an hour. <laughs> oh. oh, we love him. We love him, really. Suicide is painless. But that was in Mash. Six music. That was a pod. It was cast. Next week there will be a live radio show that again will spawn another pod that will be cast. That show will take place at 10 of the clock in the morning of the Sunday of the 20th of August 2006. It will come from the town of Edinburgh in Scotland. Be there and listen to it on a digital radio or online or wait for the podcast again next Monday. Goodbye. Thanks for downloading this trial from the BBC. Find out more at bbc.co.uk slash six music. BBC. Six music.